dialed in to Fox and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Um, Nick, you had a fun little time trying to get here, didn't you? Let's say, uh, welcome, to, welcome to Nick's life real quick. I'm glad we had a late start today. No kidding, right? Thank you, Brent, for that. So, <laughs> to introduce our guests before we talk about what we're drinking, man. Yeah. So, we have the great Brent Ashcroft. Um, we at least think he's great because he runs the two biggest Star Wars events in this area. So, yeah. yeah. Um, he's come to talk coins with us. And, I mean, we like money, so we want to know about coins, right? Coins, paper bills, because we have questions. We, from, we do have from, questions from from another person. Brent has said if he can't answer it, um, then we're just gonna have to do a second episode. Oh, that's right. Let's say I'm always down for a second episode. You know me. <clears throat> so, uh, Brent, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hey, uh, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for uh, you know we started talking about this what six months ago and uh, we're finally yeah. making it happen. So I'm I'm thrilled to be here with you guys. I blame you for that. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I had this thing called a non-compete clause in my TV contract that would not allow me to do any type of work like this for six months after I left my TV world. Ah. So I had to honor that. And he, I mean, took that honor in the first appearance he's doing. Yes. Fox Cruise, right? Like, <laughs> he went from, like, way up here to, to like, way down there. <laughs> <laughs> We're sure classing this place up quite a bit. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, Brent, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Parent, some IPA. Somebody brought this into the Ground Records Coin Store uh, earlier today. Uh, it's kind of a gift to us for doing a coin collection appraisal. I'm not sure what it is, but it's like some sort of an IPA from Parent. So, you know, I'm almost halfway done, so I'm going to have to be stealing some of yours here. I'm going to be around here for much longer. So, Not a problem. <laughs> Nick? Uh, say tried and true, the blue can, maybe Bud Light. And say I had to stop, and I had twenty seconds to make a decision, and that's my go-to. That's your go-to. I uh, I actually have beer tonight. Really? Yeah, I I do have night to shoots, non-alcoholic black beer because I do like that, but I also have reds. Good, good. And uh, I was gonna get some reds, but I was like, well, I'm gonna just literally. Sorry, my my work is still going. It's still going. Right yeah, that at least we found the leak. So. <laughs> Gonna be a good leak on my pool. That, um, oh, is that what's going on? Well, so that's what's going on in my personal life, right. and then my business life is <clears throat> just millions of phone calls. I mean, I I always tell people I'd love to compare their cell phone versus my cell phone. I mean, this is just today's. Right. right. I'm still scrolling. Still scrolling. That's all of your communication just today. Just today. Right. So, yep. Yeah, and then yesterday's same same thing. Like it's just. I mean, I probably. I don't know, like I feel like a fucking telemarketer, right? Because I, I probably make more phone or get more phone calls or give more phone calls than they do. I sent you a nice phone call for one yesterday. That, that was kind of fun. Honestly, I really enjoyed that. So you, you mentioned it's called Grand Rapids Coin Company. It's called Grand Rapids Coins. Yes. Okay. Uh, it uh, it started. Well, it's been around for a little over ten years. Okay, it was called Mullen Coins at first, but it's been a uh, a website slash eBay store driven entity for very long time and then finally 
middle to late last year, Ben Soldak, who is the owner and a friend of mine, just came to a point where he's tired of working 100 hours a week because you're doing five coin collection appraisals a day. And then in order to make money to buy more coin collections from people, you have to flip that stuff on eBay and keep the wheels churning, mm -hmm. right? You got to keep money. You got to stay solvent. And uh, it just became too much. So what he ended up doing was starting a storefront in Rockford. And I was to a point last year where, you know, there just wasn't enough juice left to squeeze out a TV for me after 31 years. And uh, always been into collectibles, always enjoyed it. Um, and coins was something that I kind of got into when I was nine and then got away from it because of sports and girls and high school and everything. But I, I had somewhat of a base knowledge of it. And... He took a gamble on me, wanted to bring me in. I'm, I'm his only full-time employee, and uh, we have a store up in Rockford now, and we're having a great time uh, evaluating coin collections, selling gold and silver bullion, trying to help people, you know, expand their portfolios. Diversity is key. Diversity is key. I'm sure you guys have talked about it. We do talk about diversity quite a bit. Diversification, diverse, uh, you know, so know. that's so what you need to do. Is it coin collections or was it TV? I mean, there's a Ferrari to the one side, guys. Just like, you know, like, uh, I was just like, I don't understand who has this kind of money. So, no. yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it, and I, so we talk about it. Like, I yeah. had a guy who used to buy a silver round every week or two of them, depending on the price. And, you know, you have a $20, $25 budget. I, I don't know what the, the price on uh, silver is right now. Um, but, you know, he, He'd, his spot would be, you know, he'd, he'd buy a spot with 12 bucks or whatever back in the day, and I only sold at like 17 or something. He just made a big pile. Every, every That was his investment every week. And he's yeah, like, you pay we pay attention to spot price on gold and silver every day. It's one of the first things we wake up in the morning dealing with. It's gone up over, you know, when it opened for the day, what what's it doing? Because it kind of sets the table of how we go about it. Because every different gold bullion or silver bullion coin has a different premium to it. Okay, so if you want to just buy a silver bullion coin or a round, okay, yep. there's a difference between a one ounce 999, one troy ounce silver round and a one troy ounce 999 silver coin. One of them is a sovereign item. There's going to be more of a premium to that. The round, we're, we're, we're at like $5 over spot right now. So if you came into Grand Rapids coins tomorrow, depending on what spot is let's just for the sake of argument say silver spot is probably right around where it closed at today which is about twenty dollars and forty cents an ounce wow so you're gonna pay right around twenty five dollars and fifty cents twenty five and a quarter for a generic one ounce one troy ounce nine 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 silver round if you want to get a sovereign coin then you're looking at 650 over canadian maple leaves are 750 over and the American Silver Eagles, which are the really big ones that everybody's into, those are twelve dollars over spot. Wow. There's a lot of uh, a lot of demand for those right now, so you're looking at probably thirty two, thirty three bucks a point on those. So it's just interesting when when you get into it, you have to really have knowledge about that kind of stuff, or you can find yourself in serious trouble if you don't try to stay close to the pot price. Well, and coins are like any other commodity. I mean, they move minute by minute. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you know. We, we talk about the market quite a bit because we're always investing here, there, and everywhere. And uh, really, it's it's kind of the same thing. You buy coins, it's silver or gold, gold price goes up, you make more money, gold price goes down, you make less money. Yeah. And uh, so now when you guys buy back, I mean, are you buying 
at spot or below spot? Uh, we're usually a percent over. I mean, we're, you know, percent or two over when we buy the stuff wholesale. I mean, when stuff comes in off the street, you know, that's different. Um, you know, we're, we'll, we'll sometimes just pay what spot is or maybe a buck over because mm -hmm. we have to build in some profit margin for us or we're not going to be in, in business for very long, right? right? So, um, but when we buy wholesale stuff, you know, we usually set, we usually buy it for about 2% over and then we add another 2% on top of that when we sell it. So at the end of the day, we're, we're coming out, you know, two, 3% ahead when people come in uh, to buy this stuff. So I didn't know about any of this stuff until about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it just fascinates me how many people are into this and how many people are stacking silver and stacking gold. And right now, silver is like, Sale, man. It's like blue light special Kmart. You're not going to, you know, it, three and a half months ago before the war broke out in Ukraine, silver was at a little over 26 bucks an ounce. It has dropped six bucks. It's actually dropped closer to eight bucks about a week and a half ago. It was, it was under $18 an ounce for a little bit. And that's the lowest silver was per ounce. You have to go back pre pandemic to find that. So that's what. Before the pandemic, when I had my job, I mean, I think he was, we were buying at 12, 13, and yep. I think he sold at 16 or something, because he's just like, that's four bucks, I'm not going to risk it, and now he probably is kicking his butt. The same guy that uh, had a uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, like one, oh, yeah. one of 10, and we got $1,000 over what, like, the lowest uh, price was, I think he sold three 500 bucks, and I was like, ah, oh, it's eBay, we'll see if these people actually pay. They paid. Literally three months later, this thing sells for, uh, it was like 25000 We go back on, it's like nine. Like, it just blew my mind how much this guy could have gotten. I don't think it's 100000 but it was like 60000 I was like, that pays for your house quickly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, yep. Yeah. I was like, but hey, you wanted to sell it? You said you'll take this. And originally, we thought we were going to get three grand for it. Or whatever. And what it was, was it? a free pack for him, which was funny. The, uh, the price of collectibles have just got through the roof, especially the last three, four years through the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it last week on the episode. I, I saw Carrie Fisher three months before she passed away. I spent $60 on an autograph. Yeah. You can't find one for less than 500 Yeah. And so, and that's, uh, um, you know, it, it's crazy because I don't get into, you guys need stamps or you no, a lot of people call us with stamp collections, and you know the thing with stamps is is that there literally is no young people getting into that hobby. Right. So what's happening is is people are dying off that had stamp collections or had their dad's stamp collections, and now they're being handed down to our generation, right? And there's nobody coming in to do that. Yeah. So when when people call us or they they email us or whatever about stamps we just tell them i'm like okay here's what i would suggest you do call the grand rapids museum and okay. see if anybody down there might be interested in taking a look at what you have because they're they do archives i mean you might have some historical stuff in there that maybe they don't have that they might want for their archives and they'll probably pay you for it yeah or check on facebook see mm -hmm. if there's stamp collecting communities out there that you can join and then you're in kind of with that community, even though it's small, but at least you're able to speak about what you have and maybe there's somebody in there who will understand it and want it. Yeah. And and so yeah, I think you said it like verbally is I I go on TikTok and I see people opening rolls of coins on a constant basis. And there's people, you know, these young kids and my age and David's age and um, you know, you're just finding this fact of 
oh, hey, if you have this penny, it's worth 10 grand. So like I'm seeing people like, oh, hey, I go to the bank every day, well, more often than most people. And my one teller, she just has a little stack of things that she's buying every day. And it's just like, oh, you just got a quarter that's worth 10 bucks for, you know, 25 cents because the bank, the bank only looks at it as money of, of the actual currency, right? They don't look at it for its actual value you put up. Well, not many people know. I mean, you know, unless you start Googling it, you really immerse yourself in it, but you have to have a reason to do that. Okay. Nobody's just going to do it. But, you know, here's, here's a couple of tips I'll give to your audience and to you guys. I mean, every single quarter, let me start over, every single dime, quarter, and half dollar that was struck by the United States Mint, 1964 or earlier, each one is made of 90% silver. So, yeah, it, it's a dime. You can go to any gas station or Meyer or wherever you want to go and spend it at face value. But we'll give you a buck and a half for that dime. We'll give you $8.50 for that half dollar because there's that much silver in there. And then we'll sell it for 10 and a half. Mm -hmm. We'll give you right now, we're paying $4 for uh, 1964 and earlier quarters. So if you've got bags of this stuff, spending it, don't put it back. Don't put, you know you could bring it to us, and we'll provide you with way more money for it than what the face value of any of it is because there's silver purity in those in that coin. Will you will you sort? So one of the big things is like reactions from coin people. Um, coin star, right? Is that what it's called? Oh yeah, that's stupid. The, the place that rips you off for a percentage. To, your that's coins. probably something you would do. Oh, I would never once use Coinstar. I'm tempted which, that's a which, lot of money to make. Which shocks me because you won't pick a dime up on the ground. Pick, <laughs> it's not worth my time. You will now, now that you know that it could be a 1964. No, yeah, no <laughs> shit, right? Still won't, still won't do it. Um, All right, Bill Gates. I don't, I, don't have that I don't have the chances and the luck of that type of a thing. Yeah. But, um, so, like, if I bring in a jug of stuff, are you guys going to go through that or something I have to do? No, we'll go through it. I mean, it's up to you. I mean, it depends. I mean, there are no rare Roosevelt dimes, not one. There's not one that has, was was low minted, therefore it's got high numismatic value. So if you bring us in, you know, 1948 to 1964 jug of Roosevelt dimes, we're just gonna run those through the coin counter. It'll tell us in, you know, 10 minutes later, it'll, it'll say you got, you know, 780 of them there. And then we'll give you a buck 40 for each one or whatever spot price is yeah. for that. And, you know, we're done. But what if I, I guess, what if I have like just a jug that my grandparents have and they've been throwing their change in it for years and years. And I mean, it has 2010, 2020, stuff like that. I mean, will you guys sort through all that? Uh, it, it all depends. Um, you know, if you call it, we, we do appraisals by appointment. Okay. So what you would want to do is call us ahead of time and get on a calendar on a specific day at a specific time. And then that way you either get me or Ben to sit down with you and go through your collection with you. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we could dump it all out then and we could parse out all of the spendable dimes, sure. which is everything from 1965 to today. Yep. Every single dime from 65 to today is worth 10 cents. There's okay. nothing worth anything more than that. Okay. And then we'll pull out all the ones that are 64 and earlier. And you can take your spendable ones and put it in your gas tank, and then we'll figure out how many of the uh, 64 and earlier ones, and we'll give you a premium for it. That's just how it is. Honestly, I think you got to re restate that because uh, he's not telling you to actually put it in your gas tank. I heard this new Coca-Cola thing where, like, you put yeah, a put put the actual dimes in your gas tank. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> I mean, people want sex that are going to love people. Typhon, Jesus Christ. That's what they, these millennials, you know, it's like, don't you dare. Well, okay, <laughs> old people wanted to shoot bleach into their veins, so I'm just saying. Or what's the horse venom crap about? Like, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't get it. Um, you know, we're now, okay. We have a million questions. I'm very excited to have you on. I know David has some, but I always love to cut David off. Yeah, you, you cut me off all the time. <laughs> so, the greatest coin you've ever seen walks in your shop? Oh, man. I've only been there six months. Um, a couple of people have come in, brought in their grandfathers or fathers penny book they have no idea what's in there and we open it up and there's a 1909 svdb i don't know if you ever heard of that coin or not but it is the rarest lincoln penny there is really first year of the lincoln penny was 1909 okay and they started it that year because that was the hundredth his hundredth birthday okay so um hmm. S means it was minted in San Francisco. So you have, you know, back then with pennies, you had Philadelphia Mint, Denver Mint D, San Francisco S. So the 1909S, BDB was the, if you flipped the penny over on the 1909S and you looked at the very bottom underneath the two wheat stalks and you saw the initials BDB, there was only a quarter of a million of those minted. Now, why is that? I have no idea, but it was an incredibly low minted coin. You can't have a complete Lincoln penny set without one and most people can't get one but somebody walked in thing is, is there's a lot of counterfeits of those types you have to be able to get that thing under a microscope and look at it closely and make sure that you see certain nuances on it that are in line with what an actual you know genuine one is and uh i would say at this point that's you know we've seen a couple of those come in just in book people didn't know what they were and you know we probably, I think we gave them seven, eight hundred bucks for it. They were floored, but we're floored to see that kind of stuff come in off the street, you know. But I'd say at this point, that's probably the rarest one I've seen come into the store. Yeah. And, and so now, is it the coolest one though? Uh, you know, I mean, no, I've seen some the other day, some, I forgot what it was. I just put it on an eBay. I was digging through the, the table of stuff to, to start listing on, on eBay and I found a, a some foreign coin from colonial times from the 1600s oh i'm like this is interesting a 1694 you know coin i mean uh, you know ben must have gotten it in an appraisal but just didn't get a chance to put it away or whatever and i'm like well i'm gonna google this and see what it's doing I mean, you know, it's going for a couple thousand bucks <laughs> so you know i i listed it of course and i'm like you know i mean it's it's kind of it, you know it, it's just interesting the history that's attached to this because mm -hmm. if you if you want a history lesson just follow the money and follow the money what movie was that from I don't know, show me the money. Sure. Show, yeah, there's there's a, there's a show me the money. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. There's, there's a follow the money out there from a movie line, too. I think it was all the president's men from 1976 talking about. Uh, you know, I watched that movie like four months ago. <laughs> did you really? I did really. Um, I'm going to cut Nick off. Yes. Fuck Nick. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, a couple, three weeks ago, Brent, I saw you post about a $1,000 bill and a $500 bill. Yeah. And we did an episode that night at, at the great Steve Henderson thousand. He he mentioned that he knew somebody that might have bills like that. Yeah. And just sitting around. Just sitting around. And so tell us a little bit about the five hundred and the thousand. Cause I know they're not they're not made anymore. 
Yeah, neither of them are. Uh, they both, you know, they, they were made back in the 1940s, okay? And they were in circulation back then, in, through the 40s and the 50s. But President Nixon decided that there was going to be no $500 or $1,000 bills in circulation anymore back when he was in office in 1971 or 72. I can't remember what year it was. But he decided to have them all yanked out of circulation because the mob was able to use those to launder money. They, yeah, imagine that. I mean, it's a lot easier to just carry a small little thing full of thousand dollar bills than a suitcase full of 20s and 10s, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, they all got pulled out of circulation 50 ish, 52 years ago. Okay. And, uh, you know, now they're hard to get. I mean, there's, you know, most of them are, are gone. Mm -hmm. So if anybody had them and uh, hung on to them, they are highly sought after by collectors. And again, I mean, you know, occasionally we'll have somebody come in with one, but that, that particular day, we had we had two separate appraisals we were doing. One of the one of the, the collections had a thousand and a five hundred in it. And then the very next appraisal that came into the store after that had another five hundred in it. So it's like, you know, you don't see these things ever. You hear about them. They're this thing of legend and myth. In, in the in the collectible world and then two appraisals back to back come into the store and each of them have it you know so you know we paid about 1200 bucks for each one of the 500s and uh wow. yeah i mean way over face value mm -hmm. and then uh the thousand dollar bill i believe we paid 2200 bucks for so it was more than twice base but we just sold that one to a guy on the east side of the state for 3300 okay so time to, this is great return on yeah that's what you're here. It's a, I yeah. wouldn't even call it an investment, I guess. No. <laughs> I mean um, that's that's good margin. That's good profit margin, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I seen them when I was a kid, very young. Um and of course, like as a as a young kid, I thought they were fake because I've never seen this stuff mm -hmm. before. And you know, my dad was he's like Nope, they're real, like, this is back in the day. And I'm like, yeah, this is bullshit, right? He probably just got done telling me, you know, that if you want to get a tapeworm out of your system, you put an apple in your tongue and hold it there, and then you pull it with a, like, right? So you, you never knew, like, what was actually true. And this guy walked in, he's like, oh, check these out. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Like, everybody, you know, prints fake money. Like, Monopoly has it, too. I'm, I'm <laughs> so, going to ask this of you. Yeah. Does Archie have any of these laying around? Dude, I probably bet he would. I'm gonna start. You, you need to talk to your grandpa. I actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there Friday. Uh, I gotta reschedule that. Yeah. Um. Let's say, sorry. Bring the collection in. Let's get on the calendar. See what he's got. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> say, they, you know, so it's one of those where you know, if you looked at things, you'd find value. Um, but I don't, I don't know what he has. Sorry, right, I'm making myself notes. That way you don't forget to do shit. Yeah. You guys um, aren't old enough for this kind of stuff yet, are you? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm making it, notes. I, I have to do that. I turned into an old fuck. I'm 45 now. <laughs> <laughs> I, was say, I, I turned 34 and like I, I've been, if you ask my wife, she'll she'll tell you what, one of her biggest pet peeves is one of my favorite things in life. I fucking love sticky notes. I mean, if you walk through my house, people will be like, why is there a sticky note on the refrigerator? Why is there a sticky note on your, like, if you look at the, the front of my car, it might not be there right now, but like right where the airbag will be, there's a sticky note sitting there. Cause it's like, that's what I have to do here, there. And people will walk into my office, like, why is there so many sticky notes? And I was like, cause that means I have to read those, like, and they're going to be somewhere. And that's probably something I had to do. And if there's a big check mark on it, 
you're welcome to throw that one away because that means I stuck. Yeah. Otherwise, like, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Nick is the oldest young man you'll ever meet. Oh he literally goes to the bank on the first of every month with a stack of fucking dollars <laughs> to pay his mortgages. Nick's a one dollar bill. One dollar bills. I'm sure he takes hundreds, but. 20s, hundreds, tens, I don't get But he, he goes with a stack because he's a landlord, so he has a lot of properties, and that's how he pays every month because he doesn't trust setting up online payments. <laughs> well, let me fucking look at it right now. Right now is a prime example of why banks can suck my ass. Like, I have lived the past... Have you gotten a debit card no, yet? No, I've lived the past week. Like I And, okay, things that people don't know about me. I am the opposite of the average American, right? The average Americans overspends on their credit and debit cards because, right, they don't see it. Um, you guys want to take a scam call? Absolutely. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> hey, welcome to Bucks and Bruises, Nick. Hello. Hello. Come on, don't hang up on me. Shit. Damn it. Uh... We um, sorry, we, we like to do scam calls, they're more fun this way. Um, and so you know, I I, I I got my credit card. You you came over to the house. It was like Thursday last week yeah. or something. And they're like, "Hey, did you approve this zero zero dollar transaction?" I was like, "No, but sure, like zero dollars. I don't zero dollars and zero cents. Clear about that. Nothing transaction." I was like, "No, did you approve this twenty five cent transaction to this company?" And I was like, "No, like I mean, I just bought a beef stick for sixty nine cents. Like that's the cheapest thing I think I've ever bought. And God knows how long." Like, and did it taste amazing? It was the greatest moment of my <laughs> life. <laughs> that was my dinner tonight, right? I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and so I'm sitting there, I was like, nope. And then they asked me about like four other transactions. And it was funny because like three of them were bar tabs. And uh, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yep, yep. I was like, you have to call me a fucking alcoholic on here, okay? Like, I get my bar tabs right. And uh, like, okay, so since you're the 25 cent thing, we're going to cancel your card and, we'll, and you no longer have access to funds. I'm like, it's 5.45 on a Thursday night. Where the fuck am I supposed to get money? And I was like, all right, I have cash in my pocket. I'm, I'm literally out of the $500 that I've, like, that I had in my pocket. I, being opposite, like, I spend cash. If I have cash, that's liquid to me. Like, it's not counted for in my bank accounts. I don't keep track of it. Like, it is literally just, this is Nick's fun money, right? <laughs> so, you know, I had to go to the bank today. I grabbed another thousand bucks. If I pulled money in my pocket, I'm really down to, like, 600 bucks. And I've only had it for, like, six hours. Just, oh yeah, it's cash. I don't care. We went to get ice cream that night, and he <laughs> hands his card to the poor girl. Oh yeah, right. and she goes to run it, and he goes, "Wait, don't run that." Yeah. <laughs> so you're not Can you this. break a hundred? Yeah. <laughs> like a ten dollar ice cream bill for yeah. him is the hundred. Yeah. Like, yep. And I was like, um, it just it was, it's insane. But like, I I'm so irritated. Like that's why I don't trust banks, right? Because like I need two seconds, I can get hacked, and now I'm after without money. For to attend business days. You know, if, that's, if that happens in my bank, I walk in the door and they just bring me the card. So, okay, so it was funny. Maybe that's because your password is beer. And beer 01. Um, <laughs> question mark. Question mark, right? Like, question mark? No, there would never be, there would never be a question. Um, it would just be dollar sign beer, right? Um, but, like, so it's kind of been bothering me because people would be like, oh, this, if that's one thing that you're telling me that your bank offers, like, we were talking about it and I was like, I don't want a bank that just can give me a fucking card. Like, that's a cool feature. It's fine to have. But I just sat with a bank this morning. I'm sitting again Thursday with a commercial department because I'm like, look, I want to I wanna be able to buy houses, and I don't want my debt income to come to a thing. I want this. I want that. I was like, I'll put 75% down as long as we start building a relationship. 
where you're gonna start lending me money to buy houses. I was like, I, I literally, and I told him, I was like, look, I've, I've shelled out X amount of dollars in the past like months for, for stupid stuff. I have to go re or to get a home equity line of credit on my house, right? I owe a little bit of money. I mean, I, I think I'm down to 70. Okay. I have multiple times that I'm sitting in bank accounts and it's with this one bank and I'm all, and they wouldn't give me a hundred dollar or a hundred thousand dollars line of credit. And I'm like, I can repay this five times over, literally five times over. You see the money sitting there. It's been there for X amount of years. You know, I'm not going to spend like, why can't I get this line of credit? Oh, well this, this. And I was like, no, like that. I want the, I want the bank and I to be a partnership because again, we talked about it. Mm -hmm. I, I don't care how much it is, right? Hundred thousand dollars. It's gonna go to two cars. It's lent out to you two guys. We're gonna go finance them. They're giving me 0.001% and they're charging you three percent, four percent, whatever. It's like they're making money off of my money. So I want you to give me some. Oh, even, I even told the lady, I was like, I'm paying 10% for hard money right now. Charge me six. Two shit. Like you're gonna save me four percent from having to go sit here and do this. And I, like I brought up this point. I had so much money lent out a month ago. I went and bought a hundred and ten thousand dollar house, right? I didn't have, I didn't like, I had the cash, but it would have dropped me to like right. where I don't want to be comfortable. I'm going, I had to go borrow hard money. I had to go pay 10%, which I'm getting 10% of my money. But I'm just going, I literally broke even because I don't have the cash sitting around. And I was like, I want a bank to build a relationship. So, yes, am I inconvenienced right now on the debit card? I'm, and I, as much as I bitch about things, like I take it, right? Like I'm already sitting down with two bags to sit here and go, what can you offer me because I'm tired of this. So, Love this story, but let's reel it back in. No, Brent, for a limited amount of time. How much you're gonna give me? Like six hours, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll be here till midnight. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna play all the hits. We're gonna spin all the hits. Let's say, yeah, no, and uh, no. And the other question that came out of the like the best thing that came into your shop is there anything in your shop that you guys won't sell? Like, is there a value or something that's special to you guys that you won't sell? No, everything in there has a price. Has a price. I mean, it just matters, you know, it, it just comes down to what people uh, are interested in. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we get from these coin collection appraisals are garden rice. Like, people bought mint sets and fruit sets, to, you know, christenings of their this or that or uh, birthdays so that their son can grow up and they can have a, you know, coin set from 1990, the year that they were born. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. People, the people are bringing all those in now as part of these, you know, dad passed away. So now all these are coming in. Dad probably paid 25 bucks for that back in 1990 because he bought it off a of QVC at two in the morning. Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, you know, as well as I do that the premiums and the prices that they put on that stuff is insane. Yeah. Well, you know, we're probably going to give you two dollars and twenty five cents because there's just there's no precious metal in any of those coins because I, as we discussed earlier 1964 was the last year silver was put in any american coinage so if you're going to give me a a mint set from 1990 that's got a half dollar quarter nickel dime penny in it you know i'm going to give you face value for what the coins are and maybe maybe 10 20 cents beyond that because it's in this neat little acrylic case and then people are like, well, wait a minute, you know, this cost, you know, 20 bucks, you know. Well, you know, sorry. Somebody, you know. is a sucker born every day. Baby. Yeah. And, and you know, that that's, you know, those things just sit on a shelf in the back room. Nobody's coming in our store looking to buy that stuff. We have to figure, we have to get creative then with it to figure out how we're going to unlock it. So you're telling me if I know somebody that might have bought grain at one. Might have bought what? Grain. 
It's another story. Um, <laughs> that has an entire set of the stupid fucking steak quarters. Oh, yeah. They're worth 25 cents a piece. They are right? worth 25 cents a really? piece. These commercials, they, they sell you on these. Isn't things. that amazing? So, so you would say, like, the worst investment you can make is into these sets and things that they have. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I would never, I would never buy anything off of the back of a magazine or a Reader's Digest or off of QVC on late night TV. Hmm. Do not do it because they are so obscenely overcharging you. And the coins that you see that they're showing you on TV are probably 100% not the ones that you're going to receive. And you're not smart enough to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Somebody like me who's in the industry, I would know right away. And and you're getting you're getting way less value than what you pay for. You may get the coin they said, but you're gonna get one that's been cleaned, one that's been dipped, one that's been as you know, that they that's garbage. Talk about that type of thing. You can't like, clean your coins. This buffalo nickel is out, or the you know, the whatever is out for a limited time, and you know, you get all this. You can Paid twenty nine ninety five today, and it'll be yeah. worth eight hundred dollars in a week. Well, they don't tell you how much it's going to be worth because that's illegal. But like, you know, they do. Oh, the Buffalo Nickel never been released until uh, they, today, and it's like the second you we a quarter. And I was like, fuck, I just what up? What we're going to talk about? So, gold coins. Do you guys do anything like the new dollar coins? Uh, the second you weigh a dollars, the presidential dollars, the gold fucking coins. Yep. You mean the coins that people call us all the time and say, "I've got gold coins." Yeah. And we have to say. Um, okay, yeah, so so I, we always have to kind of call them off the ledge. Well, first of all, let me let me ask you a couple questions to see if you do have gold coins. Okay, number one, and when you look at the coin, is there like a, a woman on the front of it that has like a feather haircut? Yes, yes, it is worth one dollar. Every single one of them, they stopped making those, I believe, in 2013. But they're still in circulation. If you go to a downtown parking ramp in Grand Rapids, and you, you know what I'm talking about, and you got to pay your eight bucks to park, yeah, and then you put in a ten dollar bill, you're gonna get eight Sacagaweas back. Yep. I um, <laughs> I two quick stories about that. Um, one, I was working at Steelcase, and I don't know how it happened, but uh, one of the guys was like, "Hey, if you go put money into the change machine, for every dollar it puts out four one dollar coins." He must have done the wrong bag in, and I was like, "Shit!" I put a five in, and right, expecting you know twenty coins to come out. And, um, it works. I have twenty bucks, and I put in like I just and I it it ran out of money, and for some reason my dumbass is pissed that I only got two coins, even though I put a buck in. I'm like the last one, and I was like, "Oh wait, I just made a crap up." The other thing was at the at the Granville Mall back when those first came out, they were offering twenty five dollars worth of coins, trading your five dollar bills or whatever. And so you could buy $25 for 20 bucks. And so I'm no mathematician, but I just sat there and I was like, yes, please. Yes, please. Like I just, I kept turning in 20s and I was like, I go turn them into somebody else. And was like, Hey, give me a new 20. And so I, and they're like, well, all right, we can't keep selling you. And I was like, why? This is literally what I said. I was like, I'm going to do this all day. Like I, I know officially how I'm making my million dollars. Right. And I was like, you, as many times as you want to repeat this process, I will do it. And they, I don't know, they, they stopped me at like a hundred bucks or something. I was getting pissy about it. Cause I was like, I, literally, this is the greatest thing. Cause they're like, oh, we're trying to have a green environment. And I was like, I'm trying to be green. Like literally, I'm just want to be Scrooge McDuck, like a big vat full of gold coins. I'm going to jump into like, this would be huge. But yeah. It was like a hundred bucks. 
Yeah. Same thing with Susan B. Anthony dollars. I don't know if you guys remember those at all. Um, if you have them, I'll they're worth them. they're worth a buck a piece. Yeah, cool. Start buying it for me. I'll give you. Yeah. Like, I'll give you like a dollar six. <laughs> We've got like a huge tub full of them. At how much are you selling for? Five, right? I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look. Okay, let me know because like this is not. So this is actually just for me. Probably a buck, buck thirty a piece is probably what we would sell. But we we buy, you know, we buy them for a buck ten a piece. So we got to build in a little bit of a margin, you know that. So, but anyways, the end of the day, I mean, those are those are spendable money too. Yeah, they're worth a buck. You know, we people bring them in, and we got so many of them. And like I said, there's nobody coming in to buy them. You know, if I put a hundred of them on eBay. After eBay takes their nine percent on the back end, yeah. I'm not making I'm not making enough. Oh, you're, you're listing it wrong. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quick free. Please do. Uh, so I'm a magician. I don't know if you know this about me. Um, and actually, Michigan, you should be going to Colon. Oh, it's the right? yeah, it's the 84th uh, yeah. get get together. So magician. So if you ever watch uh, uh, Penn and Teller, so Teller does one of amazing trick where he takes. And he, he makes it appear. So they use those. And so then, right, so now you're dumping a hundred of them into a bucket and you're dumping them into the water and he throws them goldfish. Uh, start ma- marketing as a magic gimmick. And <laughs> like, right, people will buy them because that's exactly what, like, that's why I want them. Susan B. Anthony's yeah. gonna market them as a magic gimmick. Yeah, like the, the, the big ones, right? Yeah. So the full size, yeah. So that's exactly because we want a Bitcoin that people can see. We want to be able to do this. And like, I don't get my hands on them. Like, I go to the bank and I'm like, hey, do you have one and stuff like that? Yeah, that's exactly what you should do because people will buy them now that you have a magic gimmick to it, right? So wow, and so I can put those out there for like twenty nine ninety nine, and somebody will buy a Susan B. Anthony dollar for that much money. I don't know about because that. you could, yeah, like you could bulk hundred. I mean, if you, you're telling me you make thirty cents, so like or whatever it is, like if you did a hundred of them and you're making fifty bucks, I mean, right now you're telling me you're making twenty cents. Like that's a heck of a lot. Well, of money. I'm I'm, t- I'm telling you right now we're making zero because yeah. in seven months that we've had that store open, not a single human being has come in that store asking to buy a Susan B. Anthony. When you list it on eBay as like a hundred hundred lot and it sells for good money, take me out to a beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we make no money at this because literally we're like, yeah, give us a beer. I'll just trade you a beer, right? Um so no I mean and that's because I know a lot of magicians like, oh man, I really want this and I want to do this and all right, what can I use instead of this coin? But if they know they can pay the dollar aspect for it, man, and the, the sound it makes, the hard clink, everything about I it. I did a story when I was in my TV. I think it was three years ago. I went down to Cole, and I did a story on the street of cards. There you go. Yeah. Remember? Like, you go out there in front of the pizza shop, and you just flip cards into the street, yeah. and the cops don't care for three days. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's, liter- it's legal littering. Yeah, it's your, it's unbelievable. Your goal is to get it on the roof. Yes. So I'm I'm actually I'm headed down Thursday. Oh yeah. Uh, to to see some of my buddies. Um, and so I'm really I'm really excited about that. My wife, I was like, hey, you want to go Thursday? She's like, we want to. And I was like, I'm letting you know I'm going Thursday. Like I'm with my friend. <laughs> like I love I love doing the the smile you get on people's faces is, yeah. is where it's at. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to just go through. And uh, yeah, our buddy owns the uh, the pizza parlor, and uh, the best chicken fingers you've ever had is right there at the VFW Bowl. So and yeah. breaded. So I got a question. <laughs> um, so silver certificates were a thing silver certificates were a thing so what is, I, what is a silver certificate they were basically dollar bills that said silver certificate and there was a time when you could exchange them to get silver right but that's One gone dollar? now okay yeah, yeah they were they were, they were on they were on other bills too yeah. there were silver certificate 10 notes five notes but you have to go back into the like 
early 1920s, 19-teens to buy mills. Really? Yeah. So I know some. How, how much did they pay for them back in the day? Like, it was it was it face value? Yeah, it was face value. Yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a dollar that it was like a dollar that you have in your wallet right now, except it said silver certificate mm -hmm. on the top. Oh shit! Absolutely. Yeah, this is, this is, so I, I know somebody that ran around like ten years ago just spending them willy nilly. Wasn't me. They're not worth that much. Were they worth more than a dollar? Uh, we pay a buck ten a piece for them, sell them for a buck thirty. However, the star notes are you familiar with what those are? Do you ever look at your dollar bills and see if there's a star that. on yeah. it? That's an error, it's a replacement note for an error note that they printed. They, they've not so they exactly so now they send it out. They have a now they have a star note. Star notes have a premium on them, so now you're going to be looking at all your freaking money and see, you know, they still make star notes today. <laughs> he's he's, yeah. he's gonna whip one out. I am. Well, I, um, I'm gonna whip it out. Yeah, that's, say, that's what I, I I hear like star notes and then uh palindromes, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, you you know you, you just gotta look at them and and you know look at the serial number on every note you have, and if it's a star note, it's always gonna be on the left hand side. It's always gonna be on the left. Always gonna be on the left. So now we're, now we're so so no, here is, we is are it on every bill. No, it's not on every bill. It's well, only on specific they, bills. No, because they make star notes. Thank you. Do they oh. make star notes for hundred dollar bills? I believe they do. Okay, so I've never seen one, but I've seen star notes. What does ND mean? What does MC mean? MF, NL. I know what MF means. ME. I'm not trying to brag about, but I just again I have to carry fucking cash. I don't have a fucking bank account right now. Just say that's so. Yeah, I mean, let's take a look at your dollars. Yeah, you look at those already. No, gosh. No, all right. So no, you don't have any star notes. But if you had a star note, it would be it'd be a bold star right here. But who looks at that kind of stuff? Nobody. Well, now you might. I'm going to now. You know, because that dollar you brought that dollar into me, you'd make you'd make probably fifty cents on it. I'm all about making. I know you are. You're all about making fifty cents. It's probably more than what your bank is going to give you right now, isn't it? It's definitely more than the bank's going to give you. I have more money than most people sitting in a bank account, and I will tell you, I made ten dollars and eighty six cents last month in interest. That sucks. <laughs> it's sick. But I also my have, daughter makes more than that, and she has way less money than sick, you. But I also have fifteen thousand sitting in account making four percent. But like, what I'm saying is like my my like big account because like yeah. nobody's giving me nobody gives good rates on on anything uh, on over 50, like fifteen thousand. Yeah. And 10k at like you yeah. Know, Are we allowed to leave and urinate during the Absolutely. show? Absolutely. You know where it is. I got. I got to go do that right now. I'll be back, boys. You guys can talk yeah. about something else. We love talking, so <laughs> no problem there. Shell return. He's gonna go find all these star notes in his car. He's like, shit. I am. Did I lock that Ferrari? I I'm gonna go find. I'm gonna go find the cash register in this place and rate it. Uh, you can do that, but there isn't one. <laughs> um, so I, I go to. The, so we're talking about money. We're yeah. doing this. I go to the White Caps game. Monday. Yep. Yep. First fucking sign I see is what a cashless facility. Yes, they are. I can't pay for parking with fucking cash. Or do I you look, have to pay? I look at this guy and I was like, "How the fuck do you want me to pay?" And he's like, "Well, we have to take card." And I was like, "I don't have one." Is that what you want to hear? I'm broke. Okay, like rub it in. I can give you a hundred dollar bill, or I can give you nothing. <laughs> right, like you pick. Um, no, so we we coordinated to pay for that. We have some free drink coupons or whatever, and then like. I'm like, all right, Courtney, I need your money. Like, I can give you 100 that you can go re-put in your bank account. But, like, you need food. I, yeah, I have nothing to my name right now. Like, I, you I need a drink. I, I'm worthless at yeah. this fucking ballpark, right? And this is why I hate banks. Um, because they own my life. They can cut me off at any time. They can. Um, 
Oh, so like I think um, that idea of looking for startups that's huge. You didn't make sense just to have a bill. Like, okay, I'm well, again, I'm always looking for ways to make more money off of my money. Yeah. Um, so I will look so much closer now. I'll actually tell my mom to look at her shit because she probably still has some old shit. Uh, well, next writing, I will sit here and talk about absolutely nothing. Hey, no, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Trade deadline came and went. Yeah. Juan Soto got traded for a boatload of shit. Yeah. And the Cubs held out to Contreras and Ian Happ, and you know who which I... they're not going to extend, which pisses me off. So you know who I have? Javier Baez. I love Javier Baez. <laughs> um, but he hit a home run off his brother-in-law the other day. Did he really? He did. Oh, sick. his his brother-in-law. I think that was the first battery faced in the majors. Nice. Was Javier and Javi hit a fucking just rock. Oh, nice. Um, so you know, I, I, you and I, we enjoy this. Um, we don't know how long we have. Asked, but um, hopefully at least another twenty minutes. Hoping at least another hour and twenty nine. Well, um, but now, what's a like? What's what's your thought process on? Are you because you pick up coins, right? You do all the time. time. Now, do I you, look closely at them? No, no. You you just go throw them in the bank. Yeah, but will I now? Yes. Yeah. Um. So, uh, sorry, we have so many questions we're writing now. Keep writing. Um. So glad you're back. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Here, man. No, sorry, because we were writing so many questions. So oh, yeah. David, do you have any questions real quick? Otherwise, I'm gonna Shoot run through em. these. All right. So uh, again, I started look, watching people open these things. Should I go to my bank and start buying 50 cent rolls or you know the 50 cent pieces? Because like they're the silver that's in them. So should I start trying to find silver in these rolls? Or are they already picked over? They're gone. You're not, it's it's gonna be incredibly they're gone from banks because Tellers, I think, no. Mm. And if, if they see them come in, they're just going to replace them and okay. set them aside. You're 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 not going to find. You'd be. It would be unbelievable if you were to go get a roll of you know fifty half dollars or twenty half dollars, whatever it is in a roll, yeah. and have a nineteen sixty four earlier half. It's just not. Well, and that's I my my daughter. <laughs> so my cheap ass. Yes. Um, I, when my daughter was younger, I mean, that's all I paid her in was gold dollars and half dollars. And I started to learn a little bit about these. So like I went into her piggy bank and I was like, God, I better not give her some silver. Like I'm going to run through this. I'll replace it. With piece. Because, you know, I mean, at the time, it's like, well, like, whatever it is. well, a lot of people, this is how they stack their silver. Okay. I mean, it's just amazing how, what, what has happened to coin collecting in the last 40 years. I mean, nobody comes into our store anymore with a Franklin half dollar book. You know, those were the half dollars before the Kennedys, and they're just trying to fill holes in it. That's silver. You know, I got we got people coming in the store now going, I got a thousand bucks. I want a thousand ninety percent silver half, or I want a thousand dollars worth. Right. Yeah. So depending on whatever they cost that day, you know, I'll I'll do the math and figure it out. And there's probably going to be like a hundred and eighty-seven of them or something like that. <laughs> and I just go pull them and they take a bag and they're gone. I mean, that's just how it is now. I mean, gone are the days, at least of people our age, 50 or under, mm -hmm. of filling books. It just isn't something that happens with us. I mean, it still happens with, you know, older people who grew, who, who, who grew up with it. But now it's about stacking. Now it's about, you know, 
somebody started a nasty rumor recently. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but somebody started a rumor that U.S. silver constitutional money is going to be brought back. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are really going and getting it because they're doomsdayers, right? They're preparing for when it all goes to hell, they want to be, they want to have a, an abundance of this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but, you know, if they think it's going to happen and they want to come and buy that stuff from me, I'll sell it to them. <laughs> so before Nick gets into this question, I'm telling you a brain story real yeah. <laughs> so it's 2007 2008 I spilled oh all the beer police absolutely um <laughs> in the other room can you grab some while I tell this I'm sorry for... guys no, no. No, I'm good. Right. Nick did it the other day all over the floor oh my god right to the crack yep. <laughs> so it's like 2008 and I think Obama had just gotten elected okay and my mom and my aunt have a financial advisor who decided this was the worst thing in the world that could ever happen because everybody's going to lose their money now by grain because it will be worth way more than any account you could put it in. Grain? Grain. Like, <laughs> like real fucking, like, they didn't buy futures. They bought the fucking grain. It's kept in Missouri in these huge fucking, like, 10 ton tubs. <laughs> and and I think my aunt put about 20000 into it. My mother put about $12,000 into it. Brent, let me tell you, this grain ain't worth shit. <laughs> because the world was ending, a black man was going to be president, and that's what they sold these two idiots on. I love yeah. my aunt. She's passed. I love my mom, but come on. They called me, and I said, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> well, I can't say much about grain. And I, I don't I don't think that uh ninety percent silver United States constitutional coinage is gonna be coming back into our you know financial system. I could be wrong. If you are, you guys are something you want to coin. Well, you know, exactly. But uh, you know, there will always be a market for that stuff. Yeah. And it will never end. And you guys kind of you know made it a you know. You kind of referenced it early on in, in the show about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. The pandemic, when all everything shut down and we all, none of us could do anything and our lives completely changed on a dime. You know, a lot of people went back to hobbies. Mm -hmm. They went back to collectibles or they adopted one or two because they had nothing else to do. Yeah. And that is why I think you're seeing, you know, so much, you know, it, all levels of collecting even our you know you and i are star wars collectors too i mean i'm big into the you know one six scale stuff from hot oh, toys yeah. and the old 1970s stuff mm -hmm. that i grew up with you know that stuff is a premium right yeah now. everything shot up price oh yeah i mean you can't buy some of those little figures that we bought back in 1978 for a buck 96 a piece at kmart i mean those are you know even just one that is missing the gun is going to cost you 70 bucks yeah and it wasn't like that two years ago. No. I think the same one probably would have cost you 18 bucks, 15 maybe. And we talked about that a little bit with the, the Tardis comic. Yeah. Um, right? Because I mean, he, he bought a Millennium Falcon missing some pieces and stuff, and they pieced it together. Um, so uh, we talked about, like, keeping grain. Um, so I, I kind of called the company because it was the back of a magazine, and they're like, hey, we'll send you a free silver round. 
um, just to talk to you type thing. And, you know, here I was 20 years old and the guy's like, well, what do you have to invest? And I was like, you know, I'd be willing to put 10 K into this or something. And he's like, Oh, okay. And they sent me, I was like, send me the round first. I'll see if you guys are true. And I'm going to bring it to my one shop. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you in boxing. Like, All right, cool. Like this is actual stuff. He's like, yeah, I don't know anything about this. Right. And I keep telling this guy, I was like, you can talk to your blue in the face. I don't know you. I can't see you. I don't trust you. Right. <laughs> right. Like, right. And he's like, cool. Start there. So, um, that came to the thing. He's like, all right, but you can buy it and we can ship it to you and you'll pay or we can keep it here in house and you'll have your own little safe or whatever. And I was like, a safe that you're like four, 5,000 miles away. I don't know where the hell this safe is. Like, would you suggest anybody letting people keep their stuff? Like if you, if, if I were to call in, right. So like, let's say I go to your store and you guys have a little, sh- would you suggest anybody saying, Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll keep your stuff and I'll hold it here for you. No, I mean, no, um, no, no, uh, absolutely not. I, I don't think we would. Um, nobody, nobody leaves our store without paying for whatever it is they want. Um, we will though, um, put stuff on layaway. So if a returning customer were to call us on a Tuesday, like today, right. And silver spot price is 20 bucks an ounce. So with the premium on top of that, you know, we'll sell a 10 ounce silver bar for 250 bucks. So $5 over times 10 gets you to 50. So 250. Okay. So we'll, so we'll put it in layaway for you today. They can't pay till Friday. Okay. So Friday comes and what if spot price is now at 22 bucks an ounce or $22 an ounce, but we're going to honor what we sold them on Tuesday. We will sell that to them for $250. We put it in layaway. We locked in with spot what was when it was, and we will do that. We're not going to bump that thing up to 275 or 280, which is what we would sell it to anybody else who walked mm-hmm. in the door that day. Sure. So I guess we do the reverse of that. Yep. But no, I mean, we're not going to let somebody walk out with, you know, 10 one ounce rounds and hope that they come back and, and pay us three days later. No, sorry, I guess this is more like, hey, give me a thousand bucks by 180 rounds or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's just call it 100 rounds. And they're going to keep it in a safety deposit box for me at their shop, so that way they don't have to pay shipping for me to have my physical item. Oh, no. we've I've never run into anything like that. But, okay, I, I get to now. Company kind of just, they're like, yeah, we can keep it here, or we can, you know, we'll send it to you and ship it. You're shipping, and, I, and I'm just like, I'm buying like a tangible asset. Like I want to hold that. Right. You know, I mean, that's the hard part. Like you guys are great at like keeping things in box. I could never look at something in a fucking box and go, I'm going to keep it there. I'm like, I'm like, no, I'll play with that son of a bitch. Right? First thing, you <laughs> like, know, if you're going to get, if you're, you know, I mean, again, I, I said it earlier in the show. I mean, I would never buy anything off the TV. I would never buy anything. So that's yeah. a huge, that's a huge don't buy. That I mean, I would never. If you want to never... watch, if you want to watch QVC and just watch these guys talk everything up and just kind of enjoy the entertainment of it and just know what the reality truly is, is that you're you're going to get something similar to what they're selling. Okay, I... mm-hmm. you're not going to get what you see there. I guarantee it. You're going to get, you know, if they're if they're trying to sell you an 1878 eight tail feather Morgan doll. Yep. Okay, and you see it there. Okay, that isn't going to be the one that you get. You will get an 1878 eight tail feather Morgan dollar, but it will be damaged. It will be cleaned. It will have been dipped in. It'll be just a 
poor piece that they had gotten in from somewhere. And that is how they're able to move that asset and sell it for 150, 180 bucks when that, that coin in that condition probably isn't even worth $35. Don't wash your coins. Do not do not wash your coins. Do not dip them in anything. Don't do it because oh. it, ru it it completely destroys. Uh, it takes silver off of it. It takes precious metal really? off of it. Yeah, and it ruins the surface. Wow. Yeah. Um. Which makes it which makes it impossible for us to buy from you because we want to send some of the higher higher end stuff off for grading. PCSG and MGC won't grade cleaned coins. Okay. So. You have clean coins, we'll buy them from you, but you're not going to get what you think you're going to get. Now, so they, they do grading on coins then, so, I mean, depending on what it, mm -hmm. what it is. Okay. Um, now, what's, okay, what's the best way to learn about this? And like, you know, we're, we're talking about half dollars, we're talking about quarters, and, and how, do, how do I learn? If I want to get started, where do, where do I do this? You mean in terms of getting into coin collecting or just... I mean, I, I wouldn't even call it collecting because I don't think we're going to collect, right? We, we talked about the starting notes. I'm going to start looking. I'll just yeah. put, it, I'll put them to the side, come to you when I have 10 bucks, and I'll make the drive, and I'll go play pinball at the place in Rockford, and then come see you, and I get paid for my pinball thing off 50 cents I made off of each well, dollar. Whenever I have conversations with like this about people, it, it, it just triggers you now to make sure you, you just become incredibly hypersensitive and conscious about checking your money. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you, you, you just never know. You might have something in your in your wallet that's worth more than what it says on the paper. Or you might have a, I mean, you know, I've said before that, you know, you're not going to be able to go to the bank and get 1963 dimes, but you might have one get handed back to you if you go to Meyer. If you use cash, most people put stuff on card now, but. No, not me, not, not the past two weeks. That's a fact. But, but you know, if you, if you go to the, you know what is it the, you go to Meyer and you check out on your own the, yep. the individual you know if you use a twenty dollar bill and it's fourteen dollars and something check it check what you got check the ch the change that spit back out I mean you might have something that comes out you're not gonna have a 1909 SVDB penny come out of there but you might have a 1962 dime come out of there because people are spending that stuff I will so here's the greedy side of me mm -hmm. oh I I run through $900 worth of quarters, right? Because I, I laundry on site in our facility. Um, and so anywhere from eight to 900 bucks. So now I'd like to quarters. Mm -hmm. What's my best, my best way? So everything 1964 and earlier, I should just keep. I, they're all 90% silver. 64 and less. And then just keep those, swap them out to the owner. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Washington quarters, uh, they started in 1932, okay? Numismatic, meaning coin collector, meaning collectability, yep. meaning that higher premium because of low mintage, okay? The 1932 EDS Washington quarter are the rarest Washington quarters of them all because it was the first year of the Washington quarter and each one was low minted. Okay. Every other, but they were, they were also 90% silver. But those are worth way more than silver. just silver value. Every other quarter after 1932, from 33 through 64, we pay four bucks. There's no, they made millions of every one of them after that. So, so that's, that's, you know, so, like the so the, the, this is the way you know. 
this is you now you know 1932 it's in your head right it's stuck in there mm-hmm. you're never gonna I, I you're not gonna see a 1932 quarter come into your change I, I i maybe you will you know there's you know here's the thing there's addicts out there you know people who just have to you know they'll go into dad's coin collection pop all the coins out and go spend it because they have to get their fix that's how coins like that get back into circulation okay i love bet you two you guys would love too to like go to Gun Lake Casino mm-hmm. and see all the coins that come into that place because there's that's an addiction place too. Yep. You've got people who have probably emptied silver quarters left and right because they have to. They, they think they're going to get three sevens today. Yeah, and I bet you that I bet you a place like that, and they may not even know about it. Maybe they do have somebody down there who has a knowledge like like what we have now. And can go through all of their quarters and dimes and identify the ones that are ninety percent silver. But imagine at a place like that. I say, I bet, and most people are like me, where the fact is, it's not worth my time because, right? Like, I'm not going to pay someone to do that because the amount of money I'm, the rarity of me finding it isn't worth it, right? But again, I, you know, I we roll the quarters, we sit in a big group, and we do it. But you know, I have no problem going through all of these, and I, I did it for a little bit because I, you know, people are like, oh, hey, look for this, look for that, and I was like, I just got so tired of like looking. For and I was like, I don't actually know. Well, you don't want to worry about defects. Just, uh, just worry about 64 and earlier. 64 and earlier. So don't look for error coins. There's really no market for error coins out there. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's, you know, nobody's coming. Nobody. People call us with the, hey, I got a Liberty. I got a, I got a Lincoln Penny where the, the Y, I can't see in Liberty. The Y is gone. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like <laughs> it's a million bucks, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 worn. Well, I went on eBay, it's going one of them's going for 1800 bucks. I'm like, you have to somehow be nice to these people, right? Right? I mean, I you know, you don't want to put it on eBay, buddy. You yeah. know, I mean, so just look for 64 and earlier. That's all, right. all you need to do. That's the best way to start, at least. Absolutely, you need a 64 and earlier. Um, Pen, for 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 pennies, nineteen fifty eight and earlier. Okay, because those are wheat pennies. Well, okay, because I've heard of wheat pennies. All right, wheat pennies started in nineteen oh nine, which was the first year of the Lincoln cent. They went until nineteen fifty eight. Nineteen fifty nine is when the Lincoln Memorial was put on the back of the penny, which is the one that we all remember. Now they've had several different versions of the penny minted over the course of the past decade, but Wheat pennies are the ones that have some value. Now we pay two cents a piece for every wheat penny that is 1934 to 1958. There are no rare ones in that window. Yeah. Don't pay two; you'll get twice as much of the value of the penny from us. Yeah. 1943 was a year that pennies were made out of steel. Did you know that? Yeah. Kind of. I was going to ask you that kind of question. So I worked at uh, Pioneer Park, and, and and the guy. So people cash for the concession stand and stuff and he would go through the pennies with i want to say it was like a little piece of like uh paper or something but he would rub the pennies and then he'd put separate ones in different spots and all that i was like i, I don't know what he's doing right like you'd have this change of pennies and he's like i'm buying those at the end of the night i was like you're buying fucking pennies dude like i didn't know right i'm sure they were wheat pennies i'm sure that they you know and and, and some of those still pop up and change oh yeah all the time like I mean, yeah it was every week and granted this is i should years ago or oh, yeah. like he was you know every every night he was just sorting them and he had no problem going through because like, oh, yeah. like he doesn't he enjoys doing it there's a, there's a mild premium in those i mean if you know people come into our, our for about two bucks a 
roll, right? Uh, yes. Yep. So we'll have a roll of 50. And yeah, it's two bucks, maybe a little more, maybe two and a quarter. Sure. Um, but yeah, you know, um, but we pay two cents a piece for every week penny. Sure. Every one, with the exception of the ones that are high premium, like the 09 SVDB, the 1914B, you know, some of the teens ones that have mint marks, the 11B, 12D, 12S, you know, those are, you know, 10, 12, $15 pennies that we'd probably pay three, four bucks a piece for. So let me about that. Between 58. Yeah, six, 64 and before separate pennies 58 but like everything that that i should just come to see you i should build a big collection of 64 and before we'll buy every one of them from what's it worth right well so, well yeah i mean if you if you find if you find a hundred uh pre-1964 quarters we'll, today we'll give you four bucks a piece for them not the big about that you know yeah. that's 25 cents yeah. and i'm giving you four dollars for each one of those yeah I mean that they make that, that that's a reason for you to pause and look at the change that you just got when you when you walked out after buying your uh your your three musketeers bar and your diet coke at the gas station, isn't it? Uh, that's, a, that's a great return on investment. Think, think yeah. you should learn most. We don't ever buy diet. <laughs> 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 um, what if somebody came in and said, "Hey, I'd like to sell these, but I want to do it on consignment." So we've done that well that means so what we would do then and we've done that people have come in and they've used us to sell their stuff but what we do is we'll do like an 80 20 or an 85 15. Mm -hmm. so they get 85 percent, but you know we're the ones putting the work into it i yeah. mean you know and my boss has got to you know he's paying the labor you know there if we're putting it on ebay there's fees there there's nine percent on the back you know, all that has to be covered. And then they agree that if it all sells, then we get to take 15% of whatever the, the final uh, piece of it is because you used us. Mm -hmm. But we've done that a lot. We, you know, we, we, and not just coins either. I mean, we had some older gentlemen come in and use us to sell a bunch of old cameras from the 1960s and 70s that his father had. His father was a camera collector. Well, dad died what happened son got it all shoved it all into a closet because i don't know anything about it. i'm sure it's worth something but i'm on time for that you know yeah. and then uh he brought them all in back in march or april and we slowly sold them it ended up being about twenty seven thousand dollars worth of camera equipment. wow so do do the math on that 15 percent of that you know after after labor and and whatever i mean you know our store probably came away with three four three four grand you know i mean yeah we could we would absolutely do that if, if people needed that that service so i say my we, we talked about the wheat pennies um we talked about pretty much the start what to keep 64 and before and 58 and before for pennies um what do you what do i sell like as a person, what do I sell and when do I sell? I think you sell it any time. I mean, I you know, wheat, wheat pennies, your regular wheat pennies are not ever going to go up in value. I mean, not anytime soon. I mean, those are always going to be two cents a piece. I mean, I, right. I think I threw, I don't know, I might have thrown mine away. Um, I had I had books, right? Because yeah. I we, I don't know, they've been in my house, in my mom's house forever, and I had been given them type thing. So I went to a place, and I'll I'll, I'll call it out. It's called the Collectors Emporium, right? Mm. Which was weird. They were in they were in a different place in 28th Street, and then they moved over into Wyoming, and uh, they sold magic cards. So mm -hmm. like it just happened to pop up. So I was there, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Oh, I'll trade these pennies or whatever for magic cards because 
how I, I was a kid. Uh-huh. And, you know, just like the, every other person, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't know anything about this. I'll trade it. And they treated me like a dumbass, right? They're like, yeah, all of your pennies in here are worthless. And I was like, mm, they're in books, right? Like, how can they be worthless? And granted, come to find out, I mean, some of them were older, right? They, they probably were weak. I mean, they just didn't want to pay two cents. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know when that was, but, you know, everybody has a good resource right now. It's called Google. Okay. No. Yeah. So, you know, if you have a, if you have, you know, if you really want to take the time, all you have to do is go online and type in rare Lincoln wheat cents. Yeah. And you're going to know exactly what ones have high premiums. And then you can cross reference that information on the Googles with what's in your book. Mm-hmm. And if you have a 1914D, you know that's worth money. That's probably a $200 coin, even in its worst condition, because it was a low minted coin. I think there was only like a million or 800,000 of them made. Think about that. You're, that's, you're starting to sound like the guys on TV. There's only a million yeah. of them made. Yeah. Here you go. Buy it. A million. Buy it for $7,000. But it reminds me, in here we got. We get donations all the time to break, and uh, we got the Norman Rockwell. Oh yeah, and Don goes, "It's a shame to break these. Look them up, see if they're worth anything. They ain't worth dick." <laughs> and I know people that were buying these things. Like I remember the commercials in the eighties. Buy this limited edition Norman Rockwell plate for thirty dollars, and it'll be worth you know X amount of dollars later. Yeah, and they're worth like three bucks a piece now. I told Don, I'm like, you know, we can just put them in a bin and sell them for two dollars because they're cute and people will pay two dollars brick the damn thing. Right. I think what people need to do, and people don't think to ask these questions because nobody is telling them to ask these questions. But I think you need to ask your mother or your father if they're still above the dirt, or your grandparents if they're still above the dirt, if Bitcoin collected, because Maybe they did and they forgot that they did, or it's a collection that they got decades ago and they shoved in the back of a closet and have forgotten about. And you might have something that you don't even know. And then you can, you know, you, you can see what's in there. Because if, 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 if anybody is getting coin collections today from their fathers who are in their 70s or 80s, I guarantee you there's a lot of silver in that. I guarantee you, I bet you 80% of it. You know, and you know, what good is it doing sitting in the back of the closet because somebody was lazy in 1978 or 1984 and it's been forgotten about? Ask if ask and see if they say no, then okay. But you know, um, you know, you can bring it, you know. We we do we like I said, we do uh scheduled appraisals. People will call the store, we get them on the calendar at a specific time so that they don't walk in with four tubs full of stuff and sit there and wait for another appraisal to get done. You know, they come in at two o'clock in the afternoon. They're going to either get my undivided attention or Ben's. And we will be, and it's like I said, it's complimentary. We're not charging for the service. Um, and we'll run through item by item, put it on an Excel spreadsheet. And at the end, if you want to sell it for what we offered for the whole thing, great. If you don't, then we'll print off the report. You can take it with you. And then you have an idea of what all your stuff is worth based on today's market value. And it's free. Now, nine out of 10 people sell because they just want it gone. You know, it's free money. Yeah. You know, it's a collection that wasn't yours. You, you inherited it. It's 
you know, as long as you know that, you know, we're backing it up a little bit, we're not going to pay you what the, the going rate is on stuff. Because if we did that, we wouldn't make any money as a business. We're going to back some of that stuff up 70%. Yeah, I mean, That's how it works. Cold business. I mean, right. You say, know? Um, no, I say, do you guys do any coin shows? We never, uh, we never go to any uh, of the local coin shows. I know there's one at the Granville Armory. I think it's on the second or third Saturday of, of every uh, of yeah. every month. I I have been to it. My father-in-law was big into it, and I went with him like two or three years ago, pre-pandemic. But we don't go. We we have enough people coming into into the storefront on a daily basis uh, where we don't need to go and do those those coin shows. Oh, you know, that's very fortunate for us mm -hmm. because if you go to one of those coin shows, you're you're paying almost twice as much for stuff at those coin shows as you would if you were coming to our store on a Saturday. Huh. I'm not saying that's because um, those guys have to pay for I mean you're you're renting space, yeah. you know, you're you've got overhead, you've got the table, you know, you're probably paying five hundred bucks to have a table there. You're you're paying for other fees because you're you you know. You, you have to come, you have to set up, you have to unload everything. Right. You know, I mean, I get it. Totally. I mean, I understand, but, you know, you're also going to go to a coin show and pay $35 for a, you know, one ounce, you know, generic silver round. And then you come to our store on the same day and you're going to get the same thing for 10 bucks cheaper. Sure. And that's good. That's good. That's good to know. Right. Right. Um, now, let's see, I was hoping a friend of mine would hop on, but he hasn't. He has so, not. Um, his his kids did a, uh, is there an age limit of people to buy from, I guess? No, anybody who wants to come in. We've had young kids come in. We've had, te you know, young teenagers come in and, uh, you know, they've, you know, they've got coins they want to sell. We'll, we'll evaluate them and, and buy them from them. Um, it's granted, they are, they are both but uh, they just cleaned out a storage unit and they found coins. And so they're like, oh, hey, well, come on and talk about those a little bit. Um, I was like, yeah, perfect night to do it. <laughs> um, you know, um, and, and so I'm thinking, like, I'll get them in contact. How do I get people in contact with you? I mean, right, so it's Grand Rapids Coins. Yeah, it's Grand Rapids Coins. Um, you know, I'll have to pull up my business card here, but I'll give you the uh, the landline phone number to the store. I should probably have this memorized, but I don't. It's a 616-884-5048. And again, that is our, uh, our, our storefront in Rockford, which is at 2745 10 Mile Road. So if you're familiar oh, yeah, with... Awesome. Uh, <laughs> We're literally in that strip mall right there in front of the mire. I okay, mean, yeah. you, you can't miss us. I mean, yeah. we're you get off the exit and it's we're right there. Sure. Now, do you find people are are local into Rockford that come to you, or people actually travel um, a little bit farther to find you guys? What What are you finding? A lot of people from Rockford come in. Um, we have a lot of clientele that have come in from Sand Lake, from Cedar Springs. Uh, all over Grand Rapids, we've had some people come all the way from Muskegon. Uh, we had one client drive all the way down from Traverse City. Oh. Uh, I, I'm shocked to learn that I guess they don't have a, a coin bullion store up there. Um, so this guy wanted to unload some silver and gold. And we in Rockford, which is northern Kent County, is his closest place he could find in Traverse City. So he... Uh, drove down and uh we did some business with him so 
Um, and then, and then these people refer and it's word of mouth. And then other people, we, we had a guy come all the way down from Sault Ste. Marie. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, he was, he was doing, yeah, he was doing, he had heard about us, um, was interested in buying some gold and, uh, he was in big rapids, uh, do, working and I don't know, he must've had an hour or two free and he called and said, Hey, I'm from the Sioux, but I'm in big rapids. Can I come down? And he came down and we did business with him. And now we've continued to do business with him. Will you ship to him? We will ship. We will ship to people, yeah. Um, so that's huge, like because what I find, I mean, Grand Rapids, I feel like I I think there's just coin stuff everywhere in Grand Rapids, right? Um, I don't know if the Emporium's still on Forty Fourth and and Burlingame, but then you have the place on Forty Fourth and Vision. You have um, the place in Twenty Eight. Like, look, I I see coin things just kind of mm-hmm. all over. The farther out of town I go, like if I go to Baldwin or Bitely, right? I don't I, I see a bar and that's about it, right? Yeah. Like you don't see those types. But you know that those backwards people, they think the aspect of like, hey, the world's coming, I'm gonna load up on this. Like that's how people are gonna have those types. Surprised me that they, there's not shops there selling the crap on. Yeah. Um yeah. because they're also the people that won't use internet. <laughs> so right, right. Yeah. Um, so now my, my next question. Do you have a personal collection? I have bits and pieces of my father-in-law's collection. Uh, what got me back into this was him. Uh, okay. He started collecting uh, coins, I want to say, in 2018 or 2019. And uh, he would always call me, you know. I, you know I, mean, I remember how fascinating it was when I was 11 years old or 12 years old when I was doing it. But then I abandoned it. But I, I knew what he was talking about when he would call me and say, hey, I picked up another Carson City Morgan dollar today. And, then, you know, he had somebody that he could bounce it off of. And I understood what some of that language was. Yeah. And uh, But I didn't have any idea how much of a collection he truly had, okay? And then he passed away in December of 2020. I hear that. Yeah, I know. It sucked. And my wife is an only child, so she inherited everything. Well, she inherited that coin collection, and it ended up being five huge tubs full of stuff. Yeah, like this is like like I I was the person I I was the people who call us and and need need somebody to bail me out of this mess. Right. I know I, I have something that's valuable, but I don't have the time or the ability to begin to dig into this. Right. So I called Ben oh, and, okay. and he, he did a house visit. We do house visits too. If there's people out there who can't get their collections, if it's too much or if they can't physically have an issue of some sort, we will come to you. Yeah. In fact, we're going to, to do an evaluation in St. Joseph. Uh, in a week or two, yeah. we're driving all the way down to the Benton Harbor area to do one because there's somebody down there that heard about us, yeah. and they're like, "Well, I'm not physically able to do it right now." Well, then we will come to you. And, yeah, and, and you're risking risk that they're telling you. So I assume that you're asking a few questions. Of, of well, we need to know. Yeah, when we're going to drive that far, especially when gas is four seventy five a gallon or whatever it is, I mean, you need to tell us what you got. You know, right. if you're not sure what you have, take some pictures of it yep. and text them to this number so we can at least get a visual on what you have so that we can make sure that it's worth our drive. I mean, if we if you just tell us, yeah, I've got some coins, can you come look at them? And we drive all the way down to St. Joseph and it's five seconds away of dollars and one wheat penny. Right. That's that's not really going to be a good return. To 
Yeah. So you, uh, got, you, you had a great lunch that you paid for. Right? <laughs> so, but, um, but we, you know, do that. And, and Ben did that with me. He came to my house. It was just too much stuff. We didn't have a vehicle that could, we could put all that stuff in. Five totes. Like yeah. I mean, it was, he, he sat at our kitchen table and, and he went through it item by item and did it. And I just became fascinated by the process by which what he was doing. Is that um, how he started his business? That, that's you. No, he started it. No, <laughs> I, no, he he had been he had been doing it a, a while before, but um, but I that's how I got more interested in this was by watching him do that evaluation, and then I thought to myself, my God, okay. I get up and I get to go to work every day, and all I do is treasure hunt. Sure, so this is yeah, that's all it is. Because you don't know what people are bringing in. I mean, they could tell you, you know, yeah, I got some books. I got, you know, a bag of this. You know, they don't, you have a, you somewhat have an idea, but you really don't. And each one of those appraisals that we do, sometimes they only take half an hour. Sometimes we did one back in March, April, that took seven hours. Wow. An appraisal. And again, we do this complimentary, but we had no idea. You know, these people said, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Well, what's a lot of stuff? A lot of stuff to you may not be a lot of stuff to the next guy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we didn't, you know. Awesome. But anyways, it's a service that we do. That that collection, the seven-hour one, they sold us, and it was $70,000. So, you know, but, you know, you, you, you know, you don't, again, you, in order to have a coin store, you got to have money. Yeah. Which sounds kind of ironic. Mm -hmm. But you have to be able, you don't know when these people, what, what people are bringing in. And, uh, you know, we had a guy walk in back in April, I think it was mid-April, just a walk-in. He had $330,000 collection, a walk-in. He had all these St. Gaudens gold coins in, in slabs. I mean, it was this unbelievable collection that he had been building for decades. Mm -hmm. And... You know, he wasn't even on the on the schedule to be evaluated that day. But how do you turn somebody like that away? Yeah, you guys buy it. We bought it. So I mean, there, there's you have no limit on what you can buy of it. Not really. I mean, that was the biggest one that uh, that we've had walk in the door. Um, you know, but we we're constantly when we when we when we do these evaluations. We're constantly churning stuff out on eBay. We're feeding the eBay store. So you only care about current values because you guys plan to turn it over the next minute. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Any any, any type of gold coins that we get from, from appraisals are almost flipped right away. People want gold. And Ben has clients that he has built up relationships with over the course of the past three or four years that he can, you know, he's sitting in an appraisal and he can see certain gold coins come through and he'll know exactly who to call. So once he wraps up, gets the coins, cuts the check or pays cash, whatever, he's on the phone in the car on the way back. Hey, you know, Dave, I got, you believe it or not, I got four of these. Yep, set them aside for me. Yep. You know, so they're sold before he's even backing out of the drive. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's a fascinating industry to be in. Um, and it's something that, that is constantly different every day, although it's kind of the same, but it's different. Sure. And uh, but at the end of the day, you know, this is going to sound a little dreary, but, you know, it's it's the death industry. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, if, if people die, coin collections are inherited. The people who inherit them don't know what to do. So they sell them to us. We then flip them and then the cycle starts over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there was no death, there would be no coin stores. 
you know, I, I've said before, if I if I would have died last year when I tried, um, <laughs> Caitlin would have had most of my collection sold in like a week. Yeah. And wouldn't have thought twice about it. She would have just been like, oh, she, hey, I can get this much out of Sell it. And I would have offered her 10 cents on the dollar. And like, she would, just, she would not sell to you. Yes, she would. No, she, she would not. <laughs> she gave somebody a thousand, or attempted to give somebody a she would sell to me. Hey, I would have been like, your dad would have bought um, she's a little bit smarter now. That's now. Back then, she wasn't okay. Just say back then, I would have been a millionaire. Millions. No. You know, while I'm thinking about one other thing too, and I want to bring this up, foreign coins. Yeah. Say that's was that question. Is that going to be one of them? What? Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal on foreign coins. Okay. We will all, we will buy them from you. However, chances are you're we're going to pay like a buck for all of them. Why? Because the majority of foreign coins are no longer redeemable because of the euro. Because they all consolidated. The euro, the euro, yes. Most of the countries overseas consolidated to the euro. Now, there's a few that have not. Australia, Switzerland, Great Britain, yep. Canada still has its own money. There's probably a few others over there, maybe. But the majority of the countries over there went to the euro in the year 2000. Every country that went to the euro had until 2012 to redeem all that coinage, all that paper. If you did not redeem all of that and turn it into euros by December 31st, 2012, your money is worthless. Unless there is some rarity, unless you have a note that was like super low, you know, so... When people come in and, you know, I mean, let's face it, you know, people would go on vacations and they would get money for the countries that they went to and grandpa and grandma would have all this foreign coinage. What we do is we have to break it to these people. And it's hard because the majority of, sometimes the majority of their collection is all this foreign money that grandpa and grandma collected from all their travels after they retired. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, here's what we'll do. We'll go through it. We'll see if we can identify any coins in there that have precious metal in them. If there's precious metal, if there's coins in there that we know have silver purity in them, we'll weigh them and we'll weigh them in grams. And then we will pay you probably 98% of melt value because we got to build in a profit margin, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Everything else you have, we're going to pay a buck two bucks for if you want it gone because all we're going to do with all that metal which is completely not redeemable is put it in a bag and send it off to a smelter based on weight and that's how that that's it it's it, you know so chances are if you're sitting on a bunch of foreign money it isn't worth anything but you have to probably bring it to somebody like us at ground rapids coins to be able to go through it to make sure but you might have some silver in there. And a lot of, you know, like, here's something that people don't know. From 1920 to 1966, all Canadian dimes, quarters, and half dollars were 80% silver. So if you have Canadian money change dated 1920 to 1966, those are worth more than their face value. Even in the United States, where we pay 65%, right? Yeah. Of of Canadian money, still going to get more than a dime for that dime. You're probably going to get ninety cents for it. But you know, still, I mean, that's 
you know such good returns right when you so anyways that that's you know for that, that, that hopefully that may help people who think that you know that the bag of foreign coins that, that that grandpa gave them back in 1999 mm. well, you know yeah. I, I do that I, with my daughter right because like we, we went to mexico yeah. we we and i have a canadian 20 dollar bill like and so I, I just sit here and go, all right, like it's just fun to have, right? But like you're telling me the value is well, Canadian money you can still go to Canada and spend. Yeah, I know. I forgot to bring it last time I was there and I spent eighty dollars to fill up my tank and it only went a quarter tank because nine dollars a gallon there. <laughs> I, I might know somebody that has Iranian money. <laughs> Way to go. Um <laughs> actually I might know many somebody's <laughs> Your family. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> so I, I want to kind of get back to that silver note um real quick. So you can't you can't trade that in anymore? No, that's gone. That ended uh, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but uh the last year of the silver certificate one dollar note was nineteen fifty-seven. Okay. So I'm guessing changing silver certificates for actual silver probably ended somewhere in the sixties, probably the early nineteen sixties. That's that's kind of when silver went away from the coins. So, Mike, I'd have to Google that to get that. Uh, Which, I say it's fine, but like I say, that, that's it, kind of what they do with the euro. They gave you a set time to turn it in. If you didn't do it, right. it's you. And if you didn't, right. it's for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, so they, they say it costs more to make a penny than what it's. I've worth, heard that. Right. Yeah. What's the chances of actually getting rid of a penny? <laughs> getting rid of it completely? Yeah. Like, I think it's very good. Canada got rid of the got rid of the penny in 2013. There, the, oh yeah, you, if you if you see a Canadian penny, there's not one dated past 2013. It's gone. So should I start hoarding my pennies? I would. We'll pay two cents a piece for them. Canadian pennies, we but would pay two cents a piece for. Hoarding my American pennies? Um, I don't know if you want to do that right now. I I, I don't know. I there's I mean, a lot a of conspiracies. Well, you know, I mean, you know, if, if you're going to hoard pennies, hoard beets. Yeah, that too. Because those, you know, those ended in 1958. They've been gone for, you know, damn near 80 years. So, you know, if you're, if you're, if, if you want to hoard pennies, hoard those because those are, those are all, you know, those are 1909 to 1958, you know. Um, but today's pennies, you know, I, I don't, I, I suppose you could if you if you if you can afford to do it, you want to do it, do it. There's I, I just you know I I don't know if if the United States Mint is ready to to end the penny. I, you know I've I've heard a lot of talk about it. Um, I mean, we've heard it for years. Right? I mean I you know I mean eventually I think we're going to be you know I mean I don't know what you guys think, but you know, you know physical money is even going to be around in ten. We'll be a cashless society until I get fucked and not having a debit card. Well, if you go to a West Michigan Whitecaps game right now, they're cashless. Nick, Nick was telling the story while you went downstairs. He was so pissed because <laughs> he couldn't pay for parking. <laughs> he went Sunday and he had he had cash because he has no card. I have no card, right? Like, couldn't pay for parking, couldn't buy anything. Concessions. No. So this is this is to my accountant and to the federal government. Okay. I officially am sponsoring my nationals bowling next year with my business. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be a business trip through Nick Watkins LLC because they've been telling me to pay my bills and I've been 
I've been dealing with some fraud issues for God knows how long and checks, whatever. Big long story. The fact is, is like I had to pay this bill and all I have is my business account. So now Nick Watkins LLC literally just funded my trip to Las Vegas or my nationals. And that's going to be on my shirt. It's literally going to say, this is who sponsored. This is my trip. I'm now promoting myself. <laughs> I will buy your house while I'm bowling the fucking lanes. Right. Because that's the only debit card. That can, I don't, I don't own a credit card. Yeah. Right. Things about me. I don't own a credit card. I only have debit and my one debit card. That's my personal money is not fucking valid right now. I have $1 million in liquid cash and can't fucking touch it. Okay. Thanks for reminding like it just it pisses me off so much. But no, if you have a million dollars, you're the dumbest person to have that. You're only federally backed by two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. So, um, I forget we have to be very clear with people. Yes. Let's uh, say you know it's just so. Fr- yeah, I went. I went to the ball game. I asked my wife for beer. Right. Yeah. And and, and, and let me guess, you had to pay eight dollars for parking to get in, and you couldn't pay eight. You couldn't give couldn't them a ten and get two back. Exactly. Like <laughs> I had to look at my wife and go, "This one's on you." And she's like, "Oh, it's getting expensive." And I was like. Beers are eight bucks in the park, and that's on your debit card because I don't have one. And she like took off, and I was like, "Nope, come back. Like, give me the debit card because I'm gonna go get a beer here in a minute, and I need that card." Well, I'm gonna go over here and buy this. Mm, go buy me a beer first, and then go have your fun. Well, I think a lot of Major League Baseball parks are going cashless. I think the Detroit of- Tigers are cashless. The Detroit Tigers are cashless, which is probably why why the Whitecaps are, because the Whitecaps are an affiliate of the Tigers. So it's probably a you know trickle down deal. And 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 but you're you know you you know this is this I this is where it's going, man. I mean, major major -hmm. places like that just don't want to deal with freaking one dollar bills and Sacagawea dollars and a bunch of pennies. But it's so cool to get a stack of one dollar (laughs) coins. I um. I, I it, it bugs me because right like it, this is a society that you can pick like I go to I go to a couple first meal places I can't say that first word breakfast places breakfast <laughs> breakfast <laughs> I go to a couple breakfast places and they're they're cash only right that that's how they are and no so, credit card there so no, it's a complete opposite then. correct right yeah and so it's like I I'm known to carry cash it's a constant thing for me. But then I go to the White Caps, and it's literally. See, it makes me wonder what cash. It makes me wonder sometimes at these cashless places because if you come into our coin store and you pay with a credit card, we're going to charge you three percent on top of whatever the amount of things you buy. Because if we don't do that, then we lose our margin. Because the credit card company is is going to chart ding us for using the credit card. Well, it's saying you're not margin, you're, you're not marketing up enough, right? Build that three percent in just as a, a general fee, because like you look at it, uh, the government has to run by the book, right? And that's kind of how it works. Um, so you go to the Secretary of State, they build in that three percent fee, and I'm like, how is that even fair? Like you're the one that has to accept. No, we have to accept American currency, no matter what the thing is. You can go pay in pennies, and they have to take it. Um, granted, mm-hmm. you get to pre-roll and have it all signed. And you watch the people that pay their parking ticket in in pennies, and it's funny to me every time. But, um, you know, there, there's companies that try to get around the books. And, yeah, we only sold, you know, three, three pieces of bacon today. It's been a slow year forever. <laughs> so, well, it makes me wonder, too. You know, I mean, if you've got to believe that, that these ballparks are being dinged 3% and all of it. So, don't get the Detroit, you know, if the Detroit Tigers, okay, have a home game, 
and they have 30,000 fans come to their home game and not a single one of those fans can pay any cash for anything. So how much money is being spent in there on beer, souvenirs, food? It's just a constant, you know, and then 3%, yeah, 3% off the top of all of that on that night is gone. Are they, you know, is is it making sense? Oh, gosh. Well, part of it is. I paid $7 for this. I think I paid a little more. I paid $7 for this six pack. Six pack. So now if I go to the Whitecaps, I'm going to pay $7 for this one. Right. And I get that there's this fee and I have to pay somebody $15 an hour to stand there. But like, they're still making a and even at the three percent fee, so like their margins are just right ballparks. I mean, yeah, but part of it also is if I'm handing you a ten dollar bill, yep. that's tangible. Yep. If I'm sitting here doing this all day, it's not. Yep. Nobody thinks about this. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the only person that, like, literally in their head, when I do that transaction, I can tell you almost to the next. Within a dollar, that's how much I have in my account. Yeah, me too. Like that, uh, that's just how my. But we track those things. Hundred percent. All right, <laughs> you. But most people are out there just sliding it, going, "Yeah, I'm going to pay eighteen percent interest on this pretzel." <laughs> just it. Um, say and uh, like I said chances of getting rid of the penny. We already talked about. So you, I shouldn't hoard that. I want to. I want to hoard my pennies, like because I think <clears> that they're going to be worth two cents and. Now, if I have a million dollars in pennies, well, that's worth two. Well, you bucks. know, the United States government could just up one at one day and just say, you know what, we're ceasing the the making of the pennies starting in twenty twenty three. I mean, I don't know, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I, you know, it's it's we're a trillion dollars in debt, and apparently, if it's costing one point one cents to make the penny, we're we're way way more than a trillion. Well, I'm just saying, like that just makes sense to get rid of that, right? Like, I would never offer something that me money to make like mm-hmm. okay do it for the first like six months to get your business going but we're we're america we're not a grand we are a business but um, right like stop stop doing that like you're now you're dumb yeah so. yeah i don't know i mean th- th- there's not going to be any more i mean i guess it's hard to say but most pennies that have been minted since the 19 teens over a hundred we're talking pre-world war one mm-hmm. okay um they have been minted every year in the 40s and 50s of millions okay um go to your googles and see that so um you're not basically the point i'm trying to get at is is that you know that's continuing today so there's not going to be any numismatically rare one cent pennies made anymore it's just you know it's not going to happen. You're not going to have a 1909 SVDB type scent stamped and minted in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, 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 I'm not going to knock you if you want to go hoard pennies. Go hoard pennies. You know, I got I got a guy from from Morley Stanwood who calls me every other week who, wants, who comes down and spends $4,000 and 90% silver. See? You know, he wants 50, you know, he wants that silver. He wants bags of that silver because he's absolutely certain that that is the money that we're going to be going back to in order to to survive. He's, you know, so, and we have a ton of it. Why? Because we're doing five coin collections appraisals a day where we're getting people's 50 cent books and quarter books and dime books. And we just flip all those in, you know, we buy them at, you know, whatever rate we buy them at, 
put them in the 90% dime bin, 90% silver 50 cent bin, 90% silver quarter bin, and somebody will come and, and buy those up. It's an, it's it's a never ending cycle. And so yeah, it you know, it, it people can pick whatever they want to do. Um you know, you're never going to go wrong with 90% silver coins. And whether you believe that we're going to go back to that coinage or not, you're not going to go wrong with it because silver is silver. Okay. And right now the ratio of silver to gold is 88 to one. So you, you, you have to buy 88 ounces of silver to get one ounce of gold. And look, folks, people have been buying, selling, bartering, trading precious metals for 6,000 years. This isn't something that just started two weeks ago. This has been going on since before Jesus walked the earth. Okay? Yeah, it's going to keep. So, I mean, it it, 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 it it continues to amaze me that a product that is produced by the earth, somewhere internally in this planet, something happens to make these two metals. You can't make silver. You can't make gold. You have to go mine it. You have to go dig it out of the planet. And that stuff has stood the test of time. Gold was used to back banks Yeah, at one point. And it might, it might go back to that. It might go back to that. The right word going right now, it might go back to that. So think about that. You got to dig in the dirt to find the most valuable stuff out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And And... Well, I mean, gold, right? Like it's used in your cell phones. It's a great conductor. It does, you know, high heat. Um, so I, again, my mind just literally going crazy. I because I came into here off of a hot like working experience. Like now, my mind is still on. I'm loving this conversation. I want you to know that. Yeah, <laughs> such a great time. Um, how often do you find fraud? You kind of mentioned that a little bit. You're like, hey, be weary on buying this uh, VDS. Or yeah, VDB. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Saying, uh, how often do you find fraud like coming through? This? Very rare. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Which is good to hear. Yeah. Because you would think people would come in and try to, you know, they knew that they had fake stuff. And I only know of maybe two or three times in seven months that somebody's come in and it's not been real. And, but we have stuff that tests it. We have a Sigma. And if you're not familiar with that is, but, you know, right, you know, it's, it's a machine that will test the purity of whatever the coin is. So we're not just going to give you, if you walk in with a one ounce gold coin, you come in with a one ounce gold Krugerrand. We're not just going to fork over $1,700 for you and say, have a nice day. See, we're going to, we're going to get the Sigma out. We're going to get that thing. We're going to type it into our app. We're going to sync it up and we're going to put in the weight. We're going to put in everything that needs to go into it and we're going to test it. And we'll test it right there in front of you. So you can see if the, if the arrow ends in the green, you have a good coin. If that thing is drifted into the red, you have a fake coin. And then we'll just tell you, like, this isn't real. I can't buy this. Um, we've had some people come in with fake Morgan Dow, because those are out there. You can buy um, an entire set of the 1878 to 1921 Morgan dollars, and they're, and, and they're complete. And the best way to know that is you have to know how much a Morgan dollar weighs. A Morgan dollar, one, you know, has 90% uh, silver in it. And it weighs 26.7 gram. What so you throw that. Up, well, then it's going to weigh a little bit less. It, 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 it can come in 
a little bit less or a fractional. I mean, you, you, but you know, if you throw a Morgan dollar on, on a little scale and it, and it weighs 22 grams, you don't even need to look at it again. Or if it weighs 31, 29, that's too much. So, you know, so you got to weigh it, you know, so we weigh it, we test it, you know, especially the, the, the extremely valuable ones, if they come in, got to make sure they're real. But I'm not going to give you $500 for an 1879 CC Morgan dollar if it's fake. Right. You hope not. Right. So we're going to test it. We're going to make sure it's the real deal. And if these people are offended, tough shit, suck it up. You know, I'm, you know, boom, boom, wait a minute. You know, I got this out of my grandfather's collection. I, you know, this if is they the, don't this want is... it tested, they right. already know. Yeah, exactly. You know, most of the people who are who get all uptight are the ones that are quite concerned about what the truth is about to reveal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then they leave. So, you know, we also buy uh, sterling silver. Sterling silver, uh, if you have like sterling silver uh, uh, necklace. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, flatware or silverware or whatever. The key to sterling silver is this. If you want to know whether or not you have real sterling silver or if you have plated, because you're not going to bring plated to us because we're not going to buy it. Because plated sterling silver is worthless. Really? Worth, yeah, it's going to take too much work to pull all that silver off of each one of those things. We won't buy it. But you need to look at it. If, if, if you look at it closely, and you see the word sterling on it, or you see the number 92.5, that's the key, 92.5, because that is the purity of pure sterling silvers, flatware and silverware, then you have something real. We're still gonna weigh it, we're still gonna do all the testing on it, but three quarters of the battle is over when you see that stuff on it. If you if you look at your sterling, if you look at your grandmother's sterling silver silverware set, and you don't see any word sterling on it, and you don't see 92.5, 99% of the time that's plated. So, you know, you can use it as a doorstop. I don't know. I mean, I you know, it's keep, cool to keep as a memory of grandma, but yeah. you're, you know, you're not, you know, put it on eBay and start it at one cent and let it fly and see what it gets <laughs> you. I mean, seriously, that's, that's how that would go. So, so that kind of brings me to another question. Um, do you guys melt? Uh, you guys melt stuff down. We don't do anything like that. We don't melt it down. We will buy. We'll buy jewelry. We'll buy the sterling. We'll buy stuff, and we send it off to somebody who will pay it. That they, they want to know. Okay. Oh yeah. So, you know, people will come in all the time with with jewelry. Um, and there's there's testing that has to be done with that too. Just because something it looks like it's gold isn't gold. You know, we talked about that earlier with the Sacagawea dollars. Yeah, they're gold colored, but there's no gold. Right. So you know. Ben, ben has this system where he's got this little rock. He'll take the earring or he'll take the cufflink or whatever, and he'll scrape it on there. It's not going to ruin the, the jewelry at all. And then he takes acid and he drops it on. And there's specific types of acid that's going to tell you what it is. And if you drop it on there and the acid eats it, then it's not that, it's not 14 grams. Or if you drop it on and it doesn't eat it, then it is gold and it's at least 18k and then you weigh it and you figure out how much you want to pay for something like that so um we don't do a ton of jewelry some people bring in the jewelry we won't turn people away because there's you know there's gold and premium to be mm -hmm. had there sure. it's precious metals so um but yeah i mean we'll do that too we'll see if we talk about precious metals so what metals or um other like 
things do you guys buy besides gold and silver? Um, we have in the past. Um, some people have brought in baseball cards. Um, but but you know, I mean, when it comes to those, I mean, you, if you really want to find any premium whatsoever, you've got to go back like 1960 and earlier. I mean, back in the Mantle and Maris and and Yogi Berra and and all the legends and and. You get back into the 30s with those tobacco cards. If you find some of those, you're looking at some serious print. Mm -hmm. yeah. But most of the cards made from about 1970 to present. I mean, you know, I mean, it is just there. I mean, some of them might be a little bit. Um, they were when they were released, but then the 90s came around and then suddenly tops Fleer Donruss, who were the only game in town, quadrupled overnight. Next thing you know, there was score and there was upper deck and there was Bowman who came back into the game. And, you know, all of a sudden, all of a sudden in the early 1990s, if you wanted to collect every, every brand set of every year, you're, you're having to buy literally eight or nine brands and it saturated everything. Now we don't do baseball cards all that much, but you know, if, if people say they've got some stuff that, that, fits into that realm of 1960 or back we'll take a look at it um so you guys are not just coins i mean you're, you're just collectibles and yeah i mean i've done some in fact uh, one of my buddies called me and said they had some vintage star wars stuff mm -hmm. well shoot dude i mean i can i can appraise that stuff in my sleep <laughs> uh, i can i know more about that stuff than coins sure so he brought it in and and I appraised it and bought it all from him and, and we put it out there on eBay and I think we ended up making three, four hundred dollars profit on it, mm -hmm. you know, because um, people are paying up for that stuff. And uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll we'll look at we'll look at most anything anybody wants to, to bring in for the most part. So I'm going to keep going because I have a million of these. <laughs> Where do you where do you find the best value? And I guess I mean that in, in coins, dollars. Like, you know, if I wanted to start investing, where should I start? Like, what is, what is my best value that I'm gonna gonna get into? I think your best value right now for anybody who wants to get into investing in precious metals is silver. I think silver is is going to it's going to pop. And I know that people are like, what do you? about it. it was $26 an ounce back in April and now it's only 20 well you know look at what's happened in the last three months you know we've, we've had a war break out in the Ukraine that has sucked the life out of everything mm -hmm. I mean you know you've had you've had inflation just go crazy over the course of the past you know two months which what what you know what does that cause that's caused people to be forced to have to sell off their metals or divest in gold and silver to get cash because you can't use gold to fill up your gas tank. Yes. Right. You need money. So that is what I believe is why you've been seeing metals taking a bit of a hit. Okay. But I think silver right now is an absolute bargain. I think, you know, what you want to do when you invest in silver, you want to stay as close to spot price as possible on anything you buy. Okay, so right now spot price in silver is twenty dollars and forty cents, bro. I mean, I can look it up on my phone right now. I'll tell you exactly what silver. <laughs> I'll tell you what exactly what silver closed at. I go to AppMax's app. Now I'll tell you what silver closed. 
App Max. App Max. Yeah. All right. App Max. Okay. Silver closed at $20.07. So it actually took a dip late this afternoon. It went down 36 cents. You okay. can see it right there. So if you go to AppMax's app, you get your spot, you get your live spot prices for everything. Gold went down $16.30 this afternoon. It was actually up. Yeah. Silver went down 36 cents. And then they also give you platinum, which went down 1970. And of course, palladium went down 43 bucks. Um so, so you get everything you need right there. So so basically, if you if you just want to invest in silver, my suggestion is. You 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 be as close to spot price as possible. You can either buy ten ounce bars, which are a really good price. We're you know we're charging five dollars over spot, so two hundred fifty bucks for a ten ounce bar, or you can get generic bullion one ounce rounds, not the sovereign stuff, just the generic bullion rounds at twenty five bucks a piece. Right now is what we would sell them at. Now obviously tomorrow, if if silver jumps in the morning, then that's going to go up. You gotta pay attention to that. It might be twenty. It might be twenty-five, twenty-five tomorrow morning. It might be twenty-five, fifty by the middle of the day. So it just depends on when you want to buy, what you want to get into, and uh, you know, some people like it. You know, some people really like the look of the Canadian silver maple leaf coins. They just love the look of those coins. Well, that's great. You want to buy those? Great. Those are sovereign coins. Those are actual money. Therefore, you're going to pay more of a premium for them. You need to understand that you're going to pay two dollars and fifty cents more per coin sure. for that than you would a general bullion one ounce round. So silver right now to me is a Kmart blue light special. I mean, it is it has not been this low since pre-pandemic, and I think it's going to pop. I think it's going to jump. You know, I, there, there's a lot of talk out there about solar needing silver. Okay. Um, silver is a great conductor. Yep. And if you want to harness solar and do more with solar, then you need more silver. Well, what if you go buy a ton of it? Then if silver is needed, then you have something that's needed. And then when you have something that's needed, what happens to the price of it? So that would be, you know, some people want to get into gold. That's great. If you have that kind of if you have that kind of disposable income, great. You know, most of the people who come into our store who want to buy, you know, five ounces of gold or ten ounces of gold are people who are just cashing out their 401ks. They're afraid of how their retirement's gonna go. And they need to get it, they need to diversify. They need to get into something, they need to get their money safe. I have never regretted anything except for like I remember when gold was less than a thousand bucks. Okay. Like you just showed me it was seventeen hundred. Like, I've never regretted anything more than just not going. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, cool. Like the ex, you know, we're at twenty six. Imagine if you had bought yourself ten ounces of gold yeah. at at eight grand or at uh, eight hundred dollars an ounce, which is what it was back. I want to say back in the early nineteen nineties. Yeah, let's say, and that's like. I mean, even when <laughs> I was looking at it back in, I don't know, so what year is it, 2022 right now? The, the five, six years ago, I'm telling you, like five, six years ago, me looking up, I guarantee it was less than a thousand bucks. Like, because that's when we were buying the silver stuff. I was like, yeah, there. So that brings me to the next question. Yeah, I got I to tell this because every time you can get into fucking gold, I tell this. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know how much money I have, but I know how many ounces of money. Yeah. Of my ounces. <laughs> <laughs> Brown swans. Brown swans. Um, so you you mentioned I think it's eighty eight ounces of silver equals one gold or something. Like that. Yeah, so you'd have to buy you would have to buy eighty eight ounces of silver to equal what it would cost you to buy one ounce of gold. How often do you find people are playing Monopoly? And by that question, I mean like right, I'm buying eighty eight ounces of silver. I turn it into a gold bar. Oh, I mean, do you, do you find that people? Because I never see it happen. Because so you, you talked about the guy who picks four thousand dollars of silver. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't go four thousand, four thousand, eight thousand. Now I have gold, or you know, like so. You don't. You don't see people trading up to the next level. Not often. Okay. I'm not saying that that never happens, but it's not something you see. It's not something that we see. Um, sure. Not something that I see. I mean, maybe Ben sees it, my boss, because sure. um, obviously he does deals that I don't know about. But I, I have never run into anybody who's come in and said, okay, I have all this silver. I want to trade it right now for you. First and foremost, we don't have a whole lot of one ounce gold on hand in stock. We have to order it. Okay. So if you want 10 ounces of gold, excuse me, we can, we can order that for you. We have the money to be able to pull that off. Okay. But it's not in-house right there, right then. And here's another thing that I want to tell you about gold because we've talked a lot about silver, okay? So, one ounce of gold right now, you know, what did we say it was, 1,700 and change? 1,767 is what it closed at. So, 1,767. So, it's a it, would, day. it should have been 1,776. God damn it. It would behoove you more from a financial saving perspective to buy one one ounce gold coin as opposed to buying 10 one tenth ounces of gold to get to that one ounce you understand that so here's yeah. why okay because you are paying a major premium on a one tenth fractional gold coin you're paying right now we are selling those at 235 dollars so if you buy 10 of those, you're at 2300 bucks. That's crazy. Think about that. Think yeah. about that. So you buy 10 of those, you're paying $2,300 for one ounce of gold. Yeah. Where you can buy the one ounce coin for $1,767. Huh. So it depends. It just all depends on what you want to call, well, how you want to go about building. But you have to think about that. You know, you have to really, really think about that. Now, if you want to collect the little stuff, the little stuff is easier to get. Mm -hmm. The little stuff is easier to get. It's cheaper. $235 for a gold coin sounds like great compared to 17. But if you're if you if you want to have gold by the ounce, avoid the fractional. You you want to go, you want to save your money and go after the full amount. The yeah. full the full one ounce stuff because at the end of the day, yeah, you're gonna pay a premium for that, but you aren't gonna end up paying four hundred dollars in this case, six hundred dollars over what you would have paid for the one ounce coin mm -hmm. if you wanted to do it. So that is a little bit more of advice that I I would like to share. So copper, right? Pennies were made out of copper for a little while. Um, are you guys buying copper pennies? 
Um, well, I mean, pennies were made out of copper until 1982. Okay. And then in 1982, halfway through the year, first half of the year, they were made of copper. Second half of the year, they were just started making them out of zinc. Um, and if you buy a penny book that has slots in it for the, you know, 1982, you'll see several different 1982s because there were just all these different, you know, you have to figure out which one is which and kind of a nightmare. But, um, you know what the problem was? The next year, the 83 Corvette came out. And it's no longer a thing. That's why you have a year and a half worth of oh, oh, oh. It's way to go. Um, 82, gosh, anybody born in 82? You're Kurt. You made the 83 suck. <laughs> so, um, I was born in 77, so I'm good. Oh, you're? <laughs> I got you old. I am old. Thank you. Say, um, wow. Um, How old are you? I'm 34 now. Oh, actually, yeah. In 1977, I was in line to watch Star Wars. So that how old do you think I am? I, I came out <laughs> I was one months, of those two I months was, after Star Wars. I was I one out. of those guys in the line wrapped around the cinema four in Muskegon waiting to get in. So uh yes, I'm north of fifty. Oh, oh geez. Yeah, I uh <laughs> two months later I came out and couldn't tell you when I first saw Star Wars, but I can tell you when I saw Empire. Yeah. We had that talking in an auto fire. I know we did. We did, we did. Yep. Well, I got to tell you, Brent, um, I know Nick's going to keep going on and on. Yeah, it's already quarter to nine. Yeah, I'm, you're you're uh, well past I, I, your I'm time. getting texts from my wife, so I probably need to hit the road. Um, but I love this. I hope you guys have me back. We absolutely will. Uh, hopefully, Ben can join us next time. I'm going to bring him. Um, I, again, I, I told you before, we just have a lot of fun doing this. Yeah. We'll just rifle questions off because every time he answers something, we got two more. Well, you know, I mean, here's, you know. Coins, you know, I, I hope I hope the number one takeaway, whoever's watching this or listening to whatever, check your money. It's you might have something that's worth more than what you think. Mm -hmm. And um ask ask your family if there are coin collections that have been handed down that may have been forgotten about or anything like that, because it, it there's there's value in that stuff. Um, you know, even in the foreign coins, I mean, you're going to get three bucks for it all, but it's $3 more than what you had, right. you know, um, if you think about it that way, then it's, you know, it's all about getting ahead, right? It's all about making money, not losing money. And, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just encourage everybody to, to be a little bit, maybe a little bit more conscious when you, when you go to the gas station and you hand over a $10 bill to, to buy your Diet Coke or, or your hot dog or whatever in the money that you get back take take 30 seconds to just fish through it a little bit and see if you might have gotten lucky and gotten a 1961 diamond there or maybe you have a star one dollar bill and you know um i guarantee you people have gotten that stuff and they just didn't know it and it went through the washing machine or <laughs> you know it's you know, you got the dollar and you just put it in your wallet and then you spent it later on that without knowing. And there's, you know, it's, 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 it's out there. It's all live. It's in the wild. You just have to kind of be a bit more of a gatekeeper when you get this kind of cash and, and just to check it out. Well, I think one of the things Nick and I have done over the, especially last, what did we do those two years? Yeah, two, two years now. Yeah. Um, is we, we collect people that know things that we don't 
<laughs> so, and I, I mean, you know, I know a lot about collecting certain things, but I don't know a lot about collecting everything. And I'm the type of person, I won't sell anything until I know what the actual value of it is. Right. You know, I might sell it at less than what I could get elsewhere, just like you said, to get rid of it. You know, if I bring you a collection, I know I'm not going to get top dollar necessarily if, if I went and listed everything separately on eBay. We're the ones having to do that work. Right. So, so so we have to back that up to pay for that. Correct. So I'm paying a premium to have you do that. I'm getting money and I, I don't have to really do any work other than here. You just have to sit there and listen to me tell you a little bit of history about some of these coins and you know they're worth something. You just don't know, but you're going to come away with, you're going to come away financially ahead no matter what. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to screw you over. You have a 1909 SVDB in there. I'm going to identify that. You know, this is a, at least a $700 coin if it's real. Let me get the microscope. Let me look at it and let me figure it out. You know, I mean, I, it's just, you know, that's the fun part. Of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's fun for the people sitting across from you, too, because at the end of the day, if the appraisal is, is a fun experience, then they're going to refer their friends if they've got coin collections to come to us mm -hmm. too they're not going to say that guy screwed me over i gotta screw anybody over just know when you come in that you know if grandpa paid 25 dollars for a 1979 mint set he ain't going to get 25 dollars for that you know you're going to get two dollars and 50 cents for it maybe three bucks if you're lucky and um you know there's just there's the, yeah, i said that uh, you know earlier that that's just it is you know i mean we're gonna pay what you know most of those types of items just sit on a shelf in, in the back if we want to sell those things we have to break them apart and that takes time and labor and work so well you, you always hope when you're collecting that whatever you collect appreciates in value you correct sometimes you it just doesn't sometimes it just you know, drops you know, in value and again you if, deal. if you if you buy stuff out of a magazine if you buy stuff mm -hmm. off qvc at two o'clock in the morning you're already overpaying. What they're telling, mm -hmm. what they're selling that stuff for, is obscenely more than what it's worth. And then uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get a return investment on that when you want to flip it. It's just simple as that. Yep. You're here with us for a little bit more. No, Brown's got. Um, I tell you what, I you can have me for eight more minutes. I will leave at nine. Three more questions. That's what I've written down. All right. Do you have any more? I'm good. All right. So number one. Uh, we talked about uh, star mm -hmm. dollars, mm -hmm. star bills. Yes. Um, how do I trade in money? So here's a fun story about me. My dad, my ass gets a $20 bill from my grandma for my birthday. She has a brand new shredder. I take that son of a bitch. And I, put, I was like, I wonder if it shreds money. It's not, it does. <laughs> they, they take it back up, brought it, to the, brought it to the bank. And they're like, yeah. So is there a way that I, as a person, can trade in my money to get a star bill? I don't even know if banks know when they have star bills. And if they do, I don't I, I don't know if tell we get phone calls sometimes at the store from bank tellers. I just last week. No, last week, two days ago. Some somebody from a I think it was a, a fifth third bank down here in Byron Center called me. The lady came in with a bunch of peace dollars and Morgan dollars and star note silver certificates. It's kind of funny. The teller didn't know what they were worth, but they look different. They don't look like normal money that mm -hmm. they see because that stuff isn't supposed to still be in circulation. 
So this old lady was bringing a collection into the bank and just wanted to either deposit it at face value or exchange it at face value. But that teller called me at our store and I'm like, no, that Red Seal 1963 $2 bill, you know, I'll pay three bucks for that right now. Yeah. You know, and, and then she also had peace dollars, which of course are value of one dollar, mm -hmm. right? 1922 peace dollar, one dollar uh, silver dollar. No, I'll I'll give, you know, there's there's 17 dollars of silver in that coin. I'll give her 19 bucks for it right mm -hmm. now. She never came to the store. I don't know whatever happened to that. But at the end of the day, you know, I think I quoted over the phone $67 that we would have paid for stuff that this old lady had brought into the bank. And I think at face value, she probably had less than 10 bucks. Wow. Oh, you just, you know, I mean, if, if you, if you want to get a star note, I don't think you can go to a bank and just ask for a star note. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can do that. I think you have to get lucky or you got to come to a place like our shop where we have some mm -hmm. and we can sell one to you. Now, I'm not going to sell you a star note, a $1 star note for $1. Sure. I'm going to sell you a $1 star note in circulated condition for about a buck 75. Okay. If it's in super crispy mint condition, like it was minted yesterday, you know, I'll probably sell it to you for four bucks. Is you it, know, I mean, that, it, it, again, you know, condition is also something that you have to pay attention to, mm -hmm. you know, if, 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 you know, especially with start with, with paper money. We all fold our money. I mean, right. I, mine's folded in my pocket. Oh yeah. Mine's folded too. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it? Um, and that's, you know, so I, when I, when I, we, we returned our 20 and it was fully taped, they, mm -hmm. started, and they sent it off to be shredded. You can buy a shredded bills and like a really cool thing i teach her that had like just a bunch of shredded bills that's dumb at the same time hopefully it wasn't hopefully it wasn't five hundred or thousand dollar bills no, <laughs> um number number two since we still have you for a couple minutes oh you're still finishing up here you're I got, yeah well, as long as i don't spill it again yeah and i got and I, I might have to pee again too i'm old so that's all right it's saying uh, we found out you're over 50 way to go yeah. um let's say we have all generations here what do you um two dollar bills and uh i think how fun it is because everybody thinks that two dollar bills are so special right and uh -huh. what do you guys value man? uh two dollar bills um well they didn't make them from 1963 to 1976 and then they came back out in 1976 so all two dollar bills from 1976 to present day are worth two dollars exactly right. so like okay. that's the thing they're still making them today yeah. Right. So here's the thing. 1976. All right. Look, it was the bicentennial. It was a rare thing. Nobody's. We're not going to see the. Well, you might see the tricentennial. Nope. Yeah. Have you not. seen this body? I'll. I'll be. I'll be so far dead. It ain't even gonna be funny. That's <laughs> it. Um, but you know, I. You know, the bicentennial year was a big year. 1976, 200th birthday of the United States of America. The quarter had a different back. You remember seeing the, the, the quarters and the, and the half dollars and the dollars that came out? They were different that year. Yep. Um, the quarter had 1776, 1976. And yeah. you flip it over, it had a little drummer, a little Patriot drummer. I, I used back. to collect those just because I thought they were worth My grandfather more. would come home from work every single day, go through his change. If he had bicentennial quarters, he'd throw them in a 
Hill's brother coffee cup on the on the counter, and it would just pile up. You know, these are gonna be worth something. They're different. You know what? They're worth twenty five cents. Half dollars are worth fifty cents. Yep. The 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 you know the the the, the Eisenhower one dollar coins back then. That was the the silver dollar back then. Yep. There were the buck. Mm -hmm. They aren't worth what they thought, but marketers back then took advantage. Oh mm -hmm. gosh, yes. So you have all of these 1976 bicentennial commemorative sets and proof sets and uncirculated sets and all these special this or that because it's the two hundred and they charged people obscene amounts of money for this stuff. And now they're all coming to us because the people who collected that shit back in 1976 are in a pine box yep. and their kids get it and they're coming to us and they are confused as to why that stuff isn't worth what ed said it was going to be worth well yeah because they I'm, just know they have millions of dollars it's like, i'm still i still go through my quarters and i throw them to the side now i will get rid of them because i know they're worthless but like because at some point like I, it's because it's something i don't see on a daily basis mm -hmm. right i apparently was made and so I have a pile of them. I'm just like, maybe hey, these are worth some money. I have six cents. I have simplified this for you. Yeah. All you need to worry about is 64 and earlier. 64 that's, and it. Right. that's it. That's it. So yeah. when you're rolling quarters, yeah, that's I, all you need to think about. I, I do on a at least a monthly basis. I, I have. I, I'm going to cut open all of my goddamn stuff now that I have rolled because <laughs> I haven't turned it in. Um, it's been so long since turn in change. We used to turn it in right before vacations because it was like, yeah, a little extra money. Yeah, this is, and now I just have. If you, if I got robbed, it's cool. Like I, I just have in front of my TV that I don't use in my bedroom, just mound of change. Like so, and we talked about that. Like the the mindset of people who save money and people who don't. My wife has zero dollars in change. Randomly, she'll throw something out there and it'll go into my cup. So like, I save change on a constant basis. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we talked about these two dollar bills. My last question before I finish this up: yep. uh, What's it going to take to get you and Ben back on here? Oh, I, you know, I, I, I want to get Ben in here. I think he would love this. He's a, he's a beer drinker, and he can talk about this. And he, he will take it to a level that I can't even begin to take it. Um, and and I'll, I'll, anytime, I don't know, just call me. Yeah, text me um you know whatever this was this was a fantastic podcast i want you to know that i i've, I've enjoyed myself yep. david and I, a lot of I fun. like david knows when i start making notes yeah like, it's, that, it's a good guess this is because right like i love the interaction i love the the, the full honesty of things yeah. like I'm, yeah i'm not a i'm not a beater on the bush guy i'm a shoot the shit like this is how it is like you're not afraid to say hey i'm gonna i'm charging five bucks over spot um oh Time is it? We have one more question. It's yeah. 901. You better uh, hurry I up. Forgot. Yep. 901. Jesus. Um, My 53 year old bladder is about to burst. Quick. Uh, how does online <laughs> stuff impact you? By that, I mean, so when I was buying or when I bought, so I needed to buy for this guy because he had to hide it from his wife and then he paid me cash. <laughs> this is a true fucking story. Um, he bought 10 silver, 10 silver rounds, right? Uh -huh. um, at spot price because, like, hey, if you sign up with the website, you get your first. 10 pack roll for spot price everything else after that was marked up only 50 cents you guys are at like the five dollar mark and so online right like they're very competitive in that aspect how does online affect you 
And what do you guys do to combat that? Um, online, I'm not really worried about because you're still paying taxes. You're still paying shipping. You're still paying everything above whatever they charge for spot plus the premium. So my suspicions are you're not going to get a generic bullion one Troy ounce 999 silver round for 25 bucks shipped to your house. After, after taxes, after shipping, after whatever other fees they try to rope into that online, you're probably spending about as much as you would buy a American Silver Eagle one ounce uh, round uh, or a coin in our store for 32, 33 bucks. So I'm, we're not really worried about it. Um, there's other coin stores in town. I mean, we don't call around to them to ask what they're doing, but people who come into our store We'll say you guys have the you know you guys have the best prices you know right now at so and so store they're only you know they're 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 buying ninety percent dimes at a buck forty a piece you guys are buying them for a buck sixty we're gonna we're gonna sell ours to you sure um, so um, online I'm you know it, word of mouth gets around um, we haven't even really we haven't done any advertising there's been no um, you know, we've had people come to us asking to do it. Mm -hmm. In fact, the funny thing is, is the Whitecaps came to us and wanted us to sponsor their cashless. Mm -hmm. Grand Rapids coin, cashless at the Whitecaps, sponsored by Grand Rapids coins. There's an oxymoron. They came to us in, uh, right before the season started in April. I mean, they were looking to sell advertising. I mean, it made sense. But Ben was like, you know, he's going to wait a year, see how it how it goes i mean i'm not saying that we're not going to do any advertising i think at some point we will but um you know right now word of mouth is getting around you know people will come in and say hey so and so told me to come in here well we know who so and so was because they've been in 10 times yeah and then they buy a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff, and then they refer and then it just kind of you know continues to go like that so we're not really worried about online competitors. What we'll do here, here, here's maybe this is a better example. Okay, somebody wants to come in, and uh, and they want to buy, they want to buy, a, they want to buy a, a, you know, uh, a, a two ounce bullion uh, coin. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll go to either AppMex's app or JD Bullion, JM Bullion. I'm sorry, JM Bullion, JM, JM bullion which is right to? here. And we will take a look at what they're selling their one through nine price for, which is, you know, if you want to buy one through nine, this is what they're selling them each for. Okay. And then we'll come in, we'll, we'll, we'll sell it or we'll, uh, we'll sell it to them for 10 bucks less. Than that. Hmm. So we'll come in under them. And what are you doing when you avoid that? You're avoiding paying taxes. Yeah. You're avoiding paying shipping. You're avoiding paying any other fees that the jam billion wants to build in because they have to pay for, a fifth story, you know, huge inventory and warehouse in downtown Manhattan, New York. So, so they've got it. <laughs> yeah. So, so they have, you know, so we're going to, we're going to beat them. We're going to beat them all the time. We're, we're not going to overcharge, uh, go above them, but we're, we'll come in under them and, and people will buy from us. So that's kind of how we do it. Okay. I, uh, I, again, I can't say how much I've enjoyed this episode. It's it's really we're gonna talk about it in our year end type <laughs> yes, thing. We are very much enjoyed this episode. Um, I don't want to give a shout out to Bud Light because fuck you, you haven't sponsored me yet. Um, no, really, like sponsor <laughs> me because I drink it every goddamn week. Yeah, um, here, yeah. Listen, like, subscribe, share. Thank you so much for joining us. Brett, give another shout out to yeah. Grand Rapids Point's number, address, all that.
Yeah, um, you know, if you've got a coin collections uh, that you need uh, appraised, or if you have questions about any of your coins, please give us a call, 616-884-5048. Uh, uh, we are located at, if you're local here in the West Michigan area or anywhere in Michigan, we are located at 2745 10 Mile Road um, in Rockford, Michigan. You can come in at any time. Uh, we do encourage folks uh, if they do want uh, collections appraised, to please call us ahead of time call and ahead. call ahead seating. Uh, no, uh, call ahead and, and we can schedule you on a day and a time. And that way, when you walk in the door at, let's say, arbitrarily at two o'clock on, on a Wednesday, then you will get either my undivided, undivided attention or Ben's undivided attention. And uh, we will be prepared for you to come in. We will evaluate your collection. And, uh, you know, I mean, also, too, we'll, if you want to trade, we do trades. You know, if you want to, you know, at the end of the evaluation, we, we you know, there, you have $2,700 worth of stuff. If you would, if you want to trade all that stuff for, you know, a bunch of 10-ounce bars, fine. You know, I mean, if you want, you, you, you diversify, baby. Yeah, okay. You know, if you want to get out of Grandpa's coin collection when he was collecting all those 1976 quarters, and you want to get into the real stuff that people are doing now, we'll do that too. So by all means. I'm going to save my questions for when you come on again. Yeah, do that. It's, 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 it's going to happen. But again, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. Grandmas, we love you. Um, <laughs> say, come on. And uh, what a great episode. Everybody knows that. I mean, this is, this is a thing that's happened through generations. Like, yeah. You got your father-in-law's, which is five yep. fucking buckets. Um, I, you know what I got? Russell. <laughs> so, look, scotch and cheese. Yes, you do. But uh, um, as as always, thank you, Brent, for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. We'll be back next week. I don't know what the hell we're talking about. But Nick and I will figure something good out. <laughs>